You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. heroes welcome back as you're back from vacation my friend and it's time to do our full-on season one just full thoughts i've had time to watch the whole season again let's go and i did a sort of i I did my ranking of the episodes so it might end up getting yours as well just getting going here and uh just now that we've had time, you know, a little time to process it. What are we thinking about season one, the full season likes, dislikes? Where do you kind of rank some of your episodes and some of the b- big questions we have that are going to be show only? Some stuff might dive into the books a little bit. And then we'll talk about where we're going to be going. Um, there we're, and then we're talking about where we're going to be going forward just a little bit here uh, with 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 our show diving back into the books. But hey, speaking of new things, as uh, you know, we're, we're part of this <clears throat> great podcasting network here uh, with uh, fan sided, and uh, there's a new podcast coming. Okay, check this out. It's called Blind Blind Sided. Okay, you probably heard a little preview about it. It's got some big, got some big star guests coming to this, right? So yeah. the Players Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast, Blind Sided 
hosts are former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Uh, Diane McIntosh. The show will share the moments from a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became their most important issue and focus of their lives. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. Guests this season include uh, Kevin Love, Cleveland Cavaliers fame, you know, I loved it, man. That, yeah. what is it? 20, 2016 season. Oh when yeah. We, when, yeah. When we, when we took the championship, just back there dropping threes, <laughs> you got Paul Bissonnette, who's a uh, hockey player. I'm not as familiar with him, but from what I can see, he was the biz nasty. Okay. That, that yeah. seems to be his nickname <laughs> and former NFL Super Bowl champion and MVP kurt warner okay who i'm very familiar with i mean that dude threw like 41 touchdowns league mvp he was a grocery he was work he was out of the league he was in arena football he bounced around he goes to nfl europe he's literally bagging groceries okay 1999 trent green gets injured okay yeah and uh dick Vermeil, the head coach of the st louis rams well, let's give let's go give Kurt Warner a shot. Kurt Warner comes in, takes the league over with Marshall Falk, Emmett Smith, or not Emmett Smith, Marshall Falk, Tory Holt, Isaac, Isaac Bruce. They go to the Super Bowl. They play the Titans. They win by one yard. It's great. Great. Yeah. And there's a movie coming out about him. Yeah, which is which is cool. So, I mean, again, that's your those are some pretty big, heavy hitting guests on a podcast blindsided where they talk about mental health and. I think it's really neat. You know, there's all different types of mental illness, mood disorders, anxiety disorders, personality, uh, eating, substance abuse, all of those things. And so it sounds like they're going to be talking about the various uh, types of mental health on that podcast with big time athletes, which I think is right. It's cool. Right. Because athletes also face a lot of, you know, pretty specific stuff. I mean, you look at CTE and what's going on there. So anyway, so it says plan your work and work your plan for many athletes. Sayings such as these could be considered scripture, permanent um, signposts lining the long road to success in sports. For some, the very act of pursuing a career in sports can give a sense of control, a sense of safety so long as you stick to the plan. That is until life happens. Um, the kind of life that happens while you're making other plans, breakdowns, insecurity, panic attacks, PTSD, addiction, sudden life changes, ones that require an athlete to toss aside their well-laid plans and answer the question, what's your next play? Blindsided is a podcast about sports, mental health, and life hosted by former NHL goalie, Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist, Dr. Diane McIntosh. Um, the podcast will share and analyze the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and what happened when it did. The podcast lets listeners hear these athletes describe moments when mental health became the most important focus on their lives. Blindsided then dives in deeper. It gets clinical and it allows listeners to leave with an understanding of the different varieties of mental health challenges people face, um, why they appear and how athletes in particular face them down. Blindsided is a sports podcast, not only for people who follow sports, but for those who don't. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And also, Hey, I want to uh, leave folks with a quote here just because no one else can heal or do the inner work for you. Doesn't mean you can should or need to do it alone. So let blindsided podcast be uh, a part of your mental health journey. Go over there, give them a listen, give them a review and tell them that Matinez sent you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let's, yeah, let's, let's start with this, I guess, uh, overall, um, just to start initial, like the big picture, big takeaway. Uh, what was season one, a success? Yes. Successful, very successful. Did a great job. 
I loved it. I enjoyed it. I think it was great. Um, I, uh, gosh, I don't know about the, the ending yet. I had to go back and watch that again. I, I got, I felt a little bit better about it, but, um, you know, it wasn't the ending I was expecting. It wasn't necessarily the ending that I, that I wanted. Um, but I, I, I still want more and I, I'm still, there were still really epic moments, really hype moments. And, and I, I was happy about that. And for me, the biggest thing about season one that, that I really enjoyed was that I got to see different scenes that were never in the books, but were alluded to and that, you know, took place. And they said, okay, in, in, with the show, we can go and, and see those. We can see the women's circle. Uh, we can, we can show you things in the tower. We can see Logan's trial. Uh, we can see some of these things that we, that we didn't necessarily get to see in the books. Now, some people didn't like that because they wanted to see the books uh, regurgitated again, uh, chapter by chapter, page by page. And it didn't happen. And I'm okay with some change, man. I'm okay with some of these changes that were made. I'm right. all right, but, but there were some changes that I, I don't, I don't know. Like towards the end, right. I was like, this is getting, this is getting out of hand a little bit, but I mean, no, it was, it was still really good. And I was, uh, I still got the chills. I was still blown away. We did over on, on April, uh, um, excuse me, uh, Apple, Apple pr uh, premium. We did a reaction to some of the season finale stuff that was leaked that you and I, that you actually showed me. And I'll just go ahead and say it. So, some of that stuff sent chills down my spine, like just seeing Balsamon, Shamael, all this stuff happening. It was it was crazy. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I overall enjoyed it. I thought it was really good all along. I really thought the season finale was going to hit harder. And I think if you take that away, if you ask me this question right before season finale, I'm like, this is epic. I'm over the top talking about how awesome it is. And then the season finale kind of kind of didn't sit too well with me but yeah that's where i'm at <clears throat> yeah i think um i agree with you a lot i really enjoyed one through seven i didn't like eight very much i thought it was the worst episode of the season um actually i thought it was to be honest i would give it quite a bit lower rating than just about every other episode there were obviously changes again like you said going off some of the stuff they added Getting to see the white cloaks for me was a great. I thought that the way they did the white cloaks was great, it made them way more menacing, way more serious than they are in the books. Lan, I thought was great. Uh, Daniel Haney's portrayal of Lan, getting to see him more, um, just being a boss. I thought he was awesome. Uh, trying to think of some other things that I just really genuinely enjoyed. I thought the sets, you know, looked good. There were there were definitely moments I would say inconsistencies a little bit with like CGI. I would say sometimes like eh, it looked okay, sometimes it looked a little off. To um, but for the most part, I definitely felt good about it. I think actually most of the I think the acting was great for the whole season. Yeah. Um. Yeah, sure. Anytime, anytime it was kind of awkward or weird, I felt like it was really obviously script driven like episode eight um you know so there's there was definitely nothing there was definitely nothing on like oh this is bad acting mm -hmm. anytime i didn't particularly like something i could you could chalk that up to script uh but i think as a season one it did it's it's did its job right which is yeah, your yeah, sure. it, which is to get you set up for to get a season two most shows flop after season one this show is, you know, is already greenlit for season three. So with 
the lack of impact from COVID, I mean, there'll still be somewhat of an impact, but um, certainly it's now way more lax than it has. It obviously was when they were filming this, when everything originally shut down in like March of 2020. I think with that and you're not having a main character leave, because who knows how much that really impacted seven and eight. Then I think I I think I'm excited for season two. I think I think it'll probably be better, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here. I think season two will be better, and I think there's there's a lot more to to, to look forward to um, in that season. Budget uh, being better. If the, I mean, you said all the COVID concerns, different things. They had time too. What I heard was that when season one was going on, and they had a lot of these things done, it gave them time to look ahead and say, let's what can we put in season one or towards the end um add in take out whatever that's going to tie us and help us move into season season two and make it better because i want to see things that that pay off right like paying attention in season one should matter for season two like like i want to see those things i want want rewarded uh for watching season one and so hopefully some of those um you know some of these questions will be answered or there'll be some other mystery or some foreshadowing that pays off later on I'm, I'm looking forward to it but i liked it i thought it was cool to see the world i thought it was cool to see the costumes and um some of the props i felt like they did a good job with that and you know again i i think people's biggest gripe is some of the story changes and we could talk all about that later because we have a i have a whole list of questions i want to ask things that still aren't answered and things that are different matt's uh we started up that series basically like differences between the books and the and the and the show and there are quite a few, which which we get. We're not going to be able to mention all of them because, by God, it's it's there. There are quite a few changes. Um, but yeah, I, again, happy to see the world. I will remind folks that I never thought the Wheel of Time was was going to on this grand of scale was going to come out. We were going to get to see the Annie means the Annie means like a Randall Thor on screen and actually just just to see any of these individuals show up. So I, I am happy, I guess, that that is happening. I know some people are like, well, you know what? They 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 botched it so much that I'd rather them not have done it i'm i'm totally out on that i still think like that i'm happy that we have it in the spirit of the, of the show for the most part is um or the spirit of the books is is there in the show for the most part so right yeah i mean and again i'll i'll say this too with with season just in terms of like what i expect for season two is i just watched man i i just watched uh the witcher season two and i liked it way more than sure. season one like Me too. i was like my god i felt like it was such a step up so you know just keep that in mind as yeah uh, with with season with season one now again if it turns out if if season two is all of like episode eight then okay i might be i might be good i might be out right i mean okay i think i'm good like you know but but i i'm, I'm not saying that that's that's gonna be you know that's that's gonna be the case but um so you know we got this season as we got the first three episodes and then we got an episode a week after that um, I already kind of did my ranking. I'd have to go back and specifically look at how I ranked it, but I know um, I had episode eight at the bottom and I had episode uh, seven, I think is my number or which one did I have? I go back and look now. I can't even, I can't even think straight of which episodes I had uh, where, but I really loved for me. Like I really loved episode one because just to be able to see those first opening chapters were amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, and then uh, Dana, the dark friend, and uh, that that opening night, uh, and getting Tom Marilyn there was just so so good. And then you know, coolest shot for me of season one has to have been you know the the blood snow opening scene hmm. 
and sure. getting that just awesome that that scene was just so awesome yeah yeah i know that was that was a really good scene so for me i've got to pull it up here just some of the episodes and i'll just kind of do a, a i'm not really sure i'm gonna rank them but I'll, i want to talk to you guys about my, my my favorites i did love episode one i thought i thought it was it was just cool because it was probably the hype it was the emotion we were like matt and i were thinking we we're getting it early and so i was like this is cool you know <laughs> we were like like so locked in and it was it was just awesome um so that was that's towards the top shadows waiting in episode two i was that I, I was a little bit uh, the Manetherin stuff was cool. I am glad Rafe kept that in. That was cool to hear the song and the backstory and to get that moment. It wasn't as powerful as like what Moraine does in front of the villagers and everything, but it still was there and it, and it felt good. Uh, episode three, a place of safety. Now, yeah, that one was the one with the dark friend, right? That was that was yeah, uh, Dana, Dana, the dark friend. That was good. So episodes one and three are like up there in the in the maybe the top top tier for me. So. Let's just I'll keep that in mind. Uh, the Dragon Reborn. Now, this is where Land's throat is like slit, right? And Nynaeve does her her healing right. at, at the end. That might be my favorite moment, actually. I, I was I didn't think they were going to do that. It's such a departure. It's so different. It's a battle with Loghain. I know it's crazy, but it was just like it had me shocked. People are going to be raging because I know that was so hard for people to kind of take. And, and 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 to see that happen but like his lines to her the romance building the things that were happening there uh it was it was pretty pretty awesome and to see the other ajas to see the greens and the reds interacting and, and the warders uh i know some people didn't like that because there was a lot of focus on Stepin, the warder and people were like what the heck come on well you know what's why was this guy getting all the screen time uh but it was it was it was cool it made it i guess we it hit harder there in that episode in the following one where where uh, Stepan will die, and then his warder died in, in, in episode four. But Nynaeve's situation, like the, the healing of Lan in, in the Dragon Reborn episode four was cool. And we had the, the internet was buzzing, like, is she the Dragon Reborn? All this stuff it was crazy. So I thought that was a, a high moment um, for sure. And then Blood Calls to Blood episode five, uh i don't know that was uh that was i had it towards the bottom yeah it just didn't it just wasn't a whole lot there um you know it was, it was <laughs> this, this I, was yeah. just it, yeah it, well okay. yeah and for me looking back on it i feel like honestly that now like the when i first kind of saw it i was like that's kind of emotional it's kind of cool but now going back and i and seeing the whole thing again mm-hmm. i felt like that was an enormous waste of time mm-hmm yeah, I know they've been trying to really ex- explore that warder, uh, Aes Sedai bond. And like, again, they're trying to show that. So again, one of the things I liked, and I said this at the top of the show, was that I, I like that you got to see scenes that weren't, and people were like, yeah, that weren't there in the books, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that's that's true. So we, we get to see some of this other stuff with the tower. And so it was, it's interesting that that's a thing, or that's, that's something that was, uh, you know, um, in the show, we get to see them experience... Uh, where we get to experience this ceremony with the warders and and see how they deal with loss and and bringing the rings back to Tarvalin and uh, melting them down and all that kind of stuff. So it's cool, but yeah, it was a bit too much. And I I, I again, uh, Land did a great job. Da- Dan- Daniel Henney was awesome. I loved uh, his acting, and it's powerful. And it it did get you like, whoa, it was jarring. It does it does do its job and like really evoking emotion, but it was almost just like too much i don't know that was but that's been what they wanted they wanted that 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 um those feels so yeah that was i don't know uh episode six the flame of tarvalin i thought was great i i love this episode because that's the you, swan episode yeah yeah on your knees the whole thing right i mean <laughs> 
wow, uh, weren't we all? You know, but it was uh, it was good. I really I really liked it, and I like to see Suwon and Moraine. That was one of those things again that was hinted at quite a bit. We didn't know how much they were going to play that relationship up, and how much of that they were going to show us. And it helped the audience to go, oh, she's into uh, Suwon, like they they they're romantically involved, which leaves Land open because up until that point, everyone's thinking like, oh, maybe, you know, poor Nynaeve because she feels like Land belongs to or or is or is um romantically involved with Moraine and then you find out in six okay we're all, all all as well and and then it's pretty awesome it's pretty cool to see this this um relationship and then just to see Loghain speak into power that was was the other piece Loghain through all of this was was really cool I right. really enjoyed uh that that aspect of it so uh that was up towards the top uh the dark along the ways um yeah it was good that was really good actually Sorry, I almost said that it wasn't. That was really good. I, I enjoyed the whole uh, Rand coming to the conclusion that he is the dragon, and uh, it was it was it was it was epic. That was the one right with, with the opener with the um, uh, dragon mount. Yeah, that was the dragon mount opener, right? Open, and that was great. That was fantastic. So and yeah, at episode eight. I don't know. Yeah, it made, it's it's terrible to say that the eye of the world was was not up there. It's not in the top four. You know, for for, for oh, me. I, that it should have been, it should have been, yeah. Like, like that's that's ter it's terrible to say that, but like that's it, it really wasn't. The beginning was great. I loved the uh, the opening, and I don't know, man. It just uh, just didn't hit the same way I thought it, I, that I thought it should. And um, right. yeah, I just, I'm still a huge fan of it. And I still enjoyed it, and it does leave us with a lot of questions, a lot of things that we're going to wrap up and well wrap up that we're going to talk about today uh, in this in this episode, but. It just didn't um, did not did not hit the way I thought it should. There were really good chilling moments, though, uh, with the Shamael and and sort of this Age of Legends stuff. And then Moraine confronting him and all that was was cool. But it just wasn't enough, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, you got some I got some comments here. A lot of people are saying yeah, a lot of people said they thought Le they thought Leandrin was better than in the books. Yeah, Le Le yeah, that was good. Um, Leandrin was great, and I like what they're doing with the uh, with the Red Aja, and um, I, I like how she seems justified in taking out Loghain. He killed somebody, buddy. He killed one of the Greens. I mean, sorry, but he needs gentle. Now that's just coming from her perspective. I I think you know she needs to stand trial herself, and I don't know why we're gentle in all these men, um, but. Yeah, it was it was good. And there's we're, we have a, I have a topic later where we'll talk about what's going on with the Red Aja and what's going on with with Leandrin, because I think uh, they've left us on a really good cliffhanger uh, that, that I think is is something to look into that to, to theorize for, for season two. But yeah, yeah Leandrin's portrayal was great. So what what grade would you give season one on a, as a whole? Oh, uh, uh, give it an A. Give it so an A, like, bro. Got like a nine out of ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nine out of ten, ninety percent, ninety, ninety percent. Now, here's the thing: maybe, maybe I could, I could be persuaded to, to to knock it down. See, the last episode literally for me could knock it down to eighty-five to eighty-seven, right. which sucks because. I, and I, 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 the reason I went high on it is because I'm sort of like, you know, maybe I need to go back and rewatch that again, that episode. And I have, it ha really and it doesn't it. have. Okay, well, you know, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. 
but again, some people loved it though. Let's 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 talk about that. Some people really were like, "Hey, I I I thoroughly enjoyed that last." Yeah. Episode. What are you guys talking about? And we I so we saw the comments on YouTube, and I'm I hear you guys. That's that's cool. we're just being honest. You know, we're not. I it's funny because early on, I think people were were like railing on us because we were really into episodes one through three, and people were like, "What the heck?" But it's like, no, genuinely, that's how we felt. And then towards the end, people are like up on the season finale, and we're kind of right. like, oh, I don't know, like felt like the eye of the world hit a lot harder than than that like the, the book ending really hits hard and yeah yeah i think i'm at a seven out of ten for season one really yeah yeah which is i mean and again it's not that i don't think it'll go it's, it's awful or terrible or or anything now that i've just i've gone back rewatch and gone back and rewatched it for what it is and now like because again it's hard when you're sort of watching it like episode by episode because you don't get to see things where because now I go back and when I, my, my initial sort of my initial sort of watch of things, right? Like the first time I watched it, I thought, okay, like the Steppen stuff was cool. Now that I finished it, I realized that the Steppen stuff shouldn't even have been there because was, I feel like it was a waste of time because a lot of what happens in episode eight, unfortunately, I mean, that's what, that's what your season is for. Your season is there to build up your season finale. And so... They could have spent more time building up Padan Fane. They could have spent more time building up the Dark One as a villain and like why he, it's going to be important that we face him. You know, like Padan Fane just sort of shows up. And yeah. if you didn't, if you don't catch him in that one episode, which is cool that it's kind of like an Easter egg and whatever, then what if you're a, if you're a total newbie watching this, you're going to be like, who is this guy who? again? Yeah, I know. And now he's yeah. like the main villain. And so. Yeah. Now you, I can look back and I can be like, I feel like this was a waste. This was a waste. This was a waste. Um, and so, again, I'm at a seven. I'm still excited for season two. I'm still down. Yeah. I think season two will be better. But uh, that's where I'm. I give it. A, I give it a C. <laughs> I give it a CW ten. Hey, you know the CW is up for sale right now. By the way uh oh yeah it's a it's it's a it's up for sale so i don't know who's gonna buy it but man let me just say really quick some of these cw shows i don't know the cw honestly has fell down so far that i i i think wheel of time is better than i watched some stuff from the flash of the day it looks like ps2 graphics i was like what is going on yeah that's why it's getting yeah it's it's getting it's it's gone i actually think amazon might buy it uh to be entirely honest but that's, that's that's a story that's a story for another time but um yeah, so I just I feel like there was definitely a lot of moments where they wasted time and a lot of it uh, to me is on that step on the Steppen episode where like they kind of uh, begin to explain the Forsaken a little bit like oh when you're praying to the Forsaken to keep away like that was cool that was lore building but then it doesn't go anywhere and then we've actually introduced the idea of the Forsaken and then we don't even talk about them when one shows up at the end yeah you know like you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i, I mean so i do there, i wanted i wanted there, more making stuff yeah. yeah so then like i I rewatched the episode in episode eight i mean again there's a lot of stuff in episode eight but in episode eight specifically i feel like man you spent this like you spent like five or ten minutes doing all this stuff with Lady Amalicia and Lord Algamar talking about like their ancestral armor and why it's important. And then Algamar just goes on rides and dies. And then she's there. And then they're talking about how great it is that the women of the city are going to save the city. 
which was something they do in episode one, which is cool when the ladies, like the women's circles taken down a trollic. That's cool. But then in episode eight, you show that, oh, the women, the women are going to defend this city and they're like preparing, you know, ballistas and getting spears and stuff ready. And then it's just the five girls that use the power to kill all the Trollocs. So you didn't even need to show us that these women are going to build it up. So what it does is it actually sort of diminishes like the women of the two river, because it's like, well, actually it's not as important. You just need the power in order to sort of defeat like Trollocs and all this stuff. And so you have to look at some of these points now that I can see the whole season and be like, okay, well, they set this point up here, and then this point finally came into fruition here, and did it hit as hard as it should have? Well, no, because they didn't build it up enough along the way. So yeah. now that I can view it as its own thing, that's where I'm at. As I'm, I'm at like, a, I'm at a seven out of ten. Yeah, you know the cool thing though, and, and where I'll give the show some credit, and people are mentioning here in the comments, right, that the last two episodes suffered a lot because of COVID and and just money scale actor quitting whole different yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever what you know for sure but now some of these early earlier points that matt brings up you know that that you spent screen time on and story time on i feel like what they said was hey this is a setup for season two or season three and unfortunately yeah. all we've seen right is is season one and the finale and we're, we're going back saying well god i mean None of this stuff is paying off here at the end of season one. But when they wrote it, and I, you can say whether that's good or bad. You could say that's a dumb idea to do that. Or you could say, hey, that's going to pay off in season two or season three. Um, but how, how much time and how much that you do could, could be, it's a balancing act. Like it, you can't do too much of it because it is nice to set up some of the, um, the Aja camps and the, and the politicking and some of that stuff will matter later on. But by God, you needed to understand the Forsaken. It was important that we understood the dark one and and some of these some of the, these these other things um i don't know it was it was again also like they tried to keep us guessing the whole time which was okay um frustrated some some book readers for sure like who is the dragon reborn and by the way i have a title coming up here in a little bit we're going to talk about this we're making some videos uh, out, of, out of our podcast we're going to talk about the dragon reborn whether he is uh randall thor that'll, that'll set people off right um so yeah anyways i i i get your points and um I always tend to kind of skew a little bit higher on I'm a little bit more easygoing, more optimistic or whatever. But the more it takes me longer, uh, Matt, just like with with the Star Wars sequels, it takes me longer to go back and and because I really want to see I, I really want to <laughs> see the good. I really always want to pull. It took me guys. It took me. It took me like two years to to finally convince us that The Last Jedi is not a good movie. And now he's like, guys, yeah. it sucks. Like, uh, <laughs> like sucks there's one good moment in it and ryan johnson was was a rogue um it it wasn't in, it wasn't until rise of skywalker to be fair though i mean even with that is you we needed rise of skywalker to be like is this all going to work out and pay off and then it didn't so then it's like okay now i can view the whole picture as a thing and again there could be stuff here right that does play into season two and then it's like okay it, it makes more sense it, it it's bigger it's more important because it, it's something that will come up throughout the show that might be a show only thing and then it turns out to be something like you know kind of cool and interesting so i will certainly get, give it that i need to see season two before i can judge the series and how the show is going to be going as as a whole but um so for me, just season one, it's like I look at these moments 
and eh, this didn't pay off as well, even though they tried to set some, some stuff up here. And that's not to say there aren't stuff they did. There are some things I think they did better than the books, to be honest. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. The white the white cloaks for me are way cooler than they are in the books. Yeah. Like the white cloaks in the books are, a joke. are like they're a joke. <laughs> they yeah, never it, feel they never feel threatening ever whatsoever like they just they just never ever feel threatening i mean in episode two of the show they have already shown us i mean not even episode two i mean it's like the opening of episode two so we're an episode and 10 minutes in and the white cloaks are already infinitely more serious than they are like ever in the books yeah yeah, which which again, then people are like, well, that, that you know, they, they get all uh, been out of shape about like, well, they can't do that. You're giving them too much power and stuff. But I mean, kind of a joke. Like, like I don't know. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I thought they were they were much better uh, in 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 the show. I love and... the scene. I like. I loved the scene where they show up later, and he's got a Gwen and Perrin. I thought that was great, and that was a great. That was a that was a good payoff, right? Yeah, they they set, they set it up here. And it and it pays off and it pays off later. They attack the the tinkers, um. So cool, you know, cool sort of uh, payoff here too. And so, and I'll I'll toss this question too to our chat. We got a lot of a lot of people in the chat here. This is awesome. Um, what's what's something you thought that they? Is there anything that you thought they did better in the show than was done in the books? Um, so I'm sure there's obviously a lot of things we think they did that was worse than the books, but right. anything you think, <laughs> yeah. anything that you think that they did better. So like, for me, it's the white cloaks. I feel like the white yeah. cloaks are cooler in the show than they are in the books. And in what low gain, I think is another one, which people have been saying. Yeah. What, while you check the comments, I'll mention mine. M mine was the naive, uh, land romance. I really liked how much they, how hard they went especially during the dragon reborn episode episode four i was like man this is this is great i really felt like it it's more obvious it's more uh it feels i don't know it just was more direct they were more open about it and you can see land kind of the way he interacts with her the way more rain looks at her the way she interacts with more rain uh trying to understand the water i said i bond is something she's doing and then just the whole the, the old tongue and some of that malquier uh verbiage that he uses towards her and yeah, it was good thought that was great so yeah yeah lan went hard on nynaeve yeah agreed yeah. <laughs> I, I i like that too i because the nynaeve is my least favorite character um except for when she's with lan and mm -hmm. i feel like man every time she's with lan i actually enjoy her more than in, yeah. in the books yeah, but that's yeah. that's one a lot of people are saying lan um leandrin and logan a lot of people are saying logan is way seems way cooler yeah yeah i'm with them on that um that was something we, before this all started. We were like, man, how much of, of, of the Logan arc are they going to show? And they really used it to show us that wh what is the White Tower's purpose, the Red Odge's purpose? Uh, why is it so dangerous for a man to channel? We got to see some of the corruption, the dark one, uh, what it can do to people. And then you're like, OK, hopefully one of the, hopefully I mean, I think the audience is thinking if you're a non book reader, hopefully one of those boys is not actually the Dragon Reborn because they're going to end up like this guy. Logan, and we saw what happened to him on his knees in front of the Amarillo seat and and just um crying and he, crazy that was that was yeah. emotional so Logan was definitely great yeah great comment here too from dawson he says i think bringing in Logan from off screen in the books was great because it made for the madness and uh, danger of men channeling and the threat of gentling more real for the audience with rand yeah or yeah or matt or anybody that they thought i actually did like the idea um 
of keeping because it it doesn't it didn't it only mattered in season one, like the idea of the dragon being a woman or mm-hmm. or or something to to because it had us there for a little bit, which was fun being like, are they gonna change it? Right. Yeah. And I think it was cool if you're a new show person. It's not really I now that we know Rand is the dragon, I don't think it's ever gonna be brought up really ever again. So I think it was just that's a cool kind of change to sort of to do. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, the the Leandrin point too, just as as I saw people mentioning that again. Uh, yeah, she, she's she's great, R- really good. I felt like she does um, fantastic job. The actress does a great job, and I think you know there's a lot of conversation going around about her maybe filling more than one role and being more of the head or the the figurehead for the Red Aja. Will she be Elida? All that kind of stuff. Not really sure. I don't know if you guys have any casting rumors or news out there, but um, they they might continue with uh, with Leandrin. You know. In, in that role of, of uh, a lot like a Lida's role. I don't know if they're going to give her the gift of uh, foretelling or anything, but I like her, you know, I, I liked, I liked uh, her portrayal. Yeah. I would say this was an odd change for me in all honesty. Um, unless they go back to explain it later that night. Well, they did kind of say a little bit that more like Nynaeve could remember in the books. Nynaeve can contract Egwene because she healed her. Yeah. Right. Well, mm-hmm. in the, in the show, she kind of heals Moraine because Moraine gets injured where she doesn't. Says, uh, I love Nynaeve, but there's no way anyone can, can say she should know how to track Moraine better than Lan in any way. I kind of agree. I kind of agree with yeah, that. Yeah, what was the tell? What was the... They, did, they didn't say. <laughs> they, did, they didn't say. <laughs> that is a Maz Kanata story for another time. story for another time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, I want to take us into another topic, if that's cool. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so uh, I, I saw this early in the chat. And I'm going to bring it up here. It's a comment. So I'm going to feature this comment and then we're going to talk about it here. Okay. So is it true that Ishi will be the only forsaken? Is that so? First of all, I just want to mention, and I don't care if this is a short video that we clip out later. I want to get some comments and thoughts on it. Uh, But would that not be there? There's no way. Right, Matt, because they because they 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 showed now there was there was mentioned that you might have less or fewer because the figurines that that Steppen was looking at. There were seven or eight figurines. Right, right, right. So I just wanted to throw it out there for people. Like, is has anybody heard that 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 is a rumor or whatever? Because I am worried that they're not going to show um, more of the Forsaken or I don't know. I I, I do, you know, because even in like when you look at Harry Potter and you look at uh, Voldemort and some of the the, the dark other dark lords uh, around him or lesser whatever characters, even if you didn't, you might mention them by like he goes around and he does the whole like pulls their face mask off. Right. And, and names them. I at least need that. Like I for me, I want to I want to hear them all mentioned. Uh, and, and I want people to understand that they were like this. Like I want them to understand the connection to Luce Theron. And I'm glad we got Luce Theron in this in this season. So that way we can make connections to him and talk right. about the dragon. Or as they say, the dragon reborn, which was great because the wheel just, you know, turns on and on and on. But. Yeah. 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 So I do. I, I don't think we're getting all of the Forsaken. I do think they're going to limit it to like seven or possibly eight. And again, Ishi kind of counts as two. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, so really, if you want to look at that, I mean. The question I, I guess I kind of think about is, do you necessarily again, as we do have to regard as much as we all want everything to be in at the end of the day, we you, you can't have it all in. Yeah. Um, do we necessarily need all of them? Do we necessarily need all of them in the books? No, the answer is no, you definitely don't. 
but I would say that I would say that you have to have like like you could not tell great comment here. There is no way you could tell the story of Wheel of Time and keep it anywhere close without Lanfear. There's just yeah. there's there's zero way to yeah. tell the story without Lanfear. Right. Could you tell it without Grendel? I don't th- I don't think so. Like maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I would say you'd almost have to have her. Um, and I'm blanking just on his name right now. Who's the who's the Forsaken that teaches Rand? Uh, Osmodian. Uh, Osmodian. Yeah. Could you do it without Osmodian? I do think you could because I think shift you to someone could, else, or, or I think Logan. you could actually have Logan. You could swap some stuff around, and I think Logan could teach Rand how to channel. So there's one I think you could you could possibly get rid of, and it sort of be okay, but. Um, this is a good comment. Yeah, uh, definitely. There's no here. way. Yeah, there's no way you could tell the story without Mel Gideon. There's just yeah. No yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, uh, Demondred. Um, Osmodian, as you said, if you don't choose Osmodian, you choose someone else or, or you make it. I mean, you know, I, I maybe, maybe because he sticks around for what? Book and a half, two books. Right. Um, so, yeah, but but definitely. I mean, that's what I was kind of wondering. Like it like is. That, but here's my other question. I guess a follow up to to this is the dark one as represented in season one uh what point do they do do they roll back on that and say these are just forsaken and 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 that they go are we going to see shale ghoul are they going to go there and we're going to we're going to see them you know speak to you know beyond kind of like through the dark ones prison like are we going to get some ominous thing to where the audience understands that do we need that or do we just have to bring forward you know your your nameless your 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 top um dark lord Right. And th- maybe that's all we need is, is that person to, to be the mouthpiece and no one ever. Wrote. I don't know. Like, that's something I'm not really sure how they're going to do all of that, because it's just way more complicated and more explained in, in the books. You got time. You have time to do that. Right. And we need to visually uh, see this. And I don't know. So. Right. So which which I guess here's a question for you. Which Forsaken do you think we absolutely have? Ha- I know they've already said we're going to get land. Well, they haven't said, but they by showing us the sort of the the figures of them i think it, it's possible um that we're that we're going to be only getting that many i mean again i think you it's impossible to tell the story without ishamael and lanfear i mean if yeah. those are the only if those are the only two we got and you're going to maneuver other stuff around to they're just sort of big bad dark friends you could almost do it but there's just there's zero way to tell the story without ishamael and lanfear no, I agree. I yeah, like like you, like you need that. So I would almost even... say Lanfear is more important than Ashamael. Yeah, ex- well, especially to to Luce there and 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 to 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 Rand. Yeah, for for sure. Um, I would say too. I saw someone mentioned like like Mo Gideon being being super important. Important. Um, you have characters like Ravine and Samael who are just sort of big, strong. I mean, occupy one occupies Camelin, one occupies um like we've, we've got tier we've got uh oh gosh i'm i'm blanking um but anyways they, could, they occupy, occupy different seats of power C- could you merge some of those could you merge locations or um, could you have it be just a dark friend you could you know could, could you could we name some of these other people and have them just be you don't have to ever say they're specifically they're forsaken right mm-hmm, yeah it could still be the same person i mean you know yeah 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 like okay let me go over it so um i mean you know slayer i mean you gotta he's kind of important yeah 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 um 
yeah for sure so there's characters like like agonor right uh who shows up in the beginning of of uh or who shows up in in the eye of the world and, and gets wrecked and gets wrecked and is is wrecked and then comes back in, in a reincarnation later spoilers things like that right um both uh Bathamo, uh i always say his name wrong uh possibly you know same as as agonor um Baal was was the one who let's see i don't know that was that was also someone that i think Moraine right took took uh took him on Do, is that necessary i don't know like lanfear yes um grindel is pretty big mogidian is 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 is, is a for sure so i don't know what do you guys think are there are there comments on which one would you cut which one do you do you um some of them here uh, ravine was such a waste in the books um like he's powerful but i mean uh right. i think i think there was a comment earlier too something kind of going off of what we said as well or or maybe we even read it was you could have easily easy to have low gain easy to have low gain just teach Rand so you could possibly cut um osmodian yeah um Ravine is cool. So here's something that, that that is cool. I do like his story and that like like Lord Gabriel and um, compulsion and things that are going on in Camelin and what you can do. Someone hiding in plain sight uh, who's a great lord. They also do that with Samael as well. Uh, so those two characters seem one's just an Ilion, one's over in Camelin, and you know uh, I, I feel like if they if you wanted to merge two characters, people might don't you know jump down my throat here, but that might be two that you that you could kind of yeah. do that with like like ravine is is there and then he's he's bail fired i mean he's he's out like right. no <laughs> so, yeah you're gonna i mean again if it's if it's eight episodes eight seasons right you're gonna you're gonna have to merge people and things along the way and you know the interesting thing is actually and i would say anytime we ever honestly talk about this which is honestly i i think the most fun thing to talk about every time we do a live stream in the chat everyone's always sort of coming up with new ideas as I, I most people are actually like it, the funny thing is is as much as we're, we've sort of criticized you know especially like episode eight and a lot of the criticism of the show is this it feels like the stuff they're cutting out isn't stuff that we're all actually willing like to compromise on it seems like everyone's pretty willing to compromise on quite a bit of stuff to be cut yeah i mean everyone's like oh you don't need this you don't need this yeah get rid of that get rid of that but then it's like so it's you know right right yeah so I, I i i yeah i hear you um look at this we got cut cut masima or masana yeah she's, she's so hidden in the background yeah not very well developed yeah there, again so there are yeah people are, are you guys leave us a comment um once we once we post this uh video again later just leave us a comment on, on what you guys think because i think that's going to be an interesting conversation is which forsaken how do you merge the forsaken how do you introduce them uh yeah, do you, do you merge some storylines? Because, man, I mean, also, too, it is confusing. As Matt has gone through the books for, like, a first-time reader, and I remember, you're like, wait, who? Where? Right. Dark Friend Social? Like, you're trying to keep track of all of them and where they're at and who who was who was destroyed and who's reincarnated. And then, and then wait, Rand killed uh, Balsamon three times? What's going on here, right? I mean, like... And then and Balsamon isn't actually really... He's just a Shamuel. Yeah, I... That, and you have time in the book to have characters deal with that and carry that. I don't think you're gonna have time to do all that kind of stuff in the show, you know, so they need right. to, that's gonna have to be different. Um, yeah. Cause I think next season and I don't, again, they've cast a bunch of people, but I don't think they've, they have specifically said X person is Celine slash Lanfear. But if you look at her, that's definitely what she looks like. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I mean, Landveer is so important. You have you're gonna she's gonna have to be introduced as a Forsaken, especially because like maybe Ran just we don't see maybe we don't see Balsamon Ishi next season, and we just see Landveer, and she's the big setup, and then we deal with her at the end of Ish deal with her yeah at the end of season two yeah yeah so, that is yeah that's a really great like you need because you need to give him time to breathe yeah because because what what are you going to do with this guy who, who we've seen right we've, we've we have this actor and we saw Rand do his thing i think moraine is is hinting at it's it's not over this is just the beginning so do we need to bring him back and realize oh he's not gone yet but then add someone else or do we just move someone else in his place? But then the audience thinks like, oh yeah, he he's dealt with. And at what point do you do you bring him back? See, I don't know. That's where I'm like, I, I don't know if they're going to do, and people are mentioning it in the comments. Like it, is it, is it necessary to, to bring him in for three seasons in a row and then have him uh, killed, changed, and then into a reincarnated into a new body and brought back at the end. I, and his whole demeanor changes. I don't know. Um, that is going to be interesting to see what they do with the forsaken someone said you could merge the three lord impersonators they do exactly the same thing and and i think yeah there's room to do those type of things for sure but uh yeah there's definitely there's definitely a lot of merging um there's there's a lot of merging that we that we well not only that we can do but we will sort of we will sort of have to do uh to to be honest yeah yeah for sure um Okay, so let's so we move into a different topic here. Are you cool with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah, we, we have a, we have a handful of questions, and I do, I do, I, I think at the end we can even come back and dive into like a, and we try. I try to do it every time because I think it's super important. Is pull up the pull up the roadmap and see how you know where are we at now, and where do we go from here? Yeah, yeah. So let's bring up an interesting one. I mean, I've got some some other ones that are just kind of like obvious answers to, but ones that maybe aren't uh, as as obvious. Like, uh, so. Leandrin's man in the North Harbor. Have you guys heard any? I mean, we're just gonna do a little rumor speculation on this. Uh, this was mentioned by Moraine in the season. Are we going to get a reveal of that man in season two? How much does that person matter? You guys in the comments, I don't know. Let us know. Has there been any rumor out there or or any other um, I don't know, like like little Easter eggs that mentioned more about who that could be? Is is it just someone? Is it a connection? To, is she worried about it because of a romantic interest, Matt? Uh, is, is it Black Aja related? Is it Forsaken related? Like, is, is she speaking to someone who's possibly even uh, a Forsaken? We've got someone already bringing up Slayer. Uh, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, that, that I think was interesting. And it's one of those things that that's well done to, to lay a breadcrumb for a season later where you didn't take a whole step in setup situation, introduce the green Aja. If you want to lay breadcrumbs for later seasons, you can do it very quickly with a one line, like a, a more rain putting Leandrin in check with this one line about a man of hers that is maybe interesting. And, and it's going to pay off later. I uh, actually, a lot of people are already saying it and I, man, I'd almost, I'd almost have to go along with it. Uh, is a lot of people are saying they think it's put on fame. That okay. would ex that could explain how uh, great comment here. I think it's I think Leander was meeting with Padon Fane, and that's how they got the dagger from her. And some people are saying I think it's Padon Fane because then it would be somebody that we already know. Yeah, but I guess they Moraine when Moraine says to her, when Moraine says to her, we know what your Red Aja would do with that person. It makes me I... feel like that person is a big could be even a big Bigger. time channeler. 
that's what I thought. My my gut feeling was that it was someone who could who could channel or someone who she was romantically involved with. Not that the red object can't be. It's just that like I feel it's a um, channeler because she specifically tells her that. Yeah. Yeah. So so and again, like like Pot on Fane, again, he just does his thing. Uh he I don't know, like like unless he gets a tip or it's it's gonna be explained like she tipped him off to to follow more rain through the ways or something like it just um i see the thing with with pot on fane is he's already the dark one's hound he's already got the scent he's already on them uh to the point where he he follows even if it's even if it's matt you know up to the way gate and then from there goes goes through or maybe there's something else that he's tracking uh because we know that the the dagger separation happens but he now hold on a second let me back up here he had the dagger right it gets in taken. the last episode yeah, but on Fane, Fane. Fane has the dagger. Yes, because he stabs Loyal with it. Oh um, my we, god, it, we, are, we won't get started on that. But oh yeah, that, <laughs> I went. You're I went about, on, like I, things that went, like get me. That that was like whoa. I okay. went. I went off the rails on that on on something earlier where I on one of my videos where I said they've either they've either ruined the dagger or they've ruined you know like something else. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Let me see here. Leandrin wouldn't be romantically involved in my opinion. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we know she's connected again, full spoilers, right? We know she's connected to the black Aja and, and, uh, you know, really her connection is to other female forsaken in the books, um, sort of, and other leaders in the black Aja, not necessarily, I don't remember. And you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I could be totally wrong. Um, but like yeah, her being connected to a man, a male individual whether it's pot on fane a, a dark friend it, it's different in the book and so i just i feel like that was very interesting and and something that we should you know speculate on a little bit right yeah fane gives orders to other dark friends in the book so it wouldn't surprise me for him to meet with leandrin and give uh and for her to smuggle the dagger out of the tower to him yeah that's because that, when i mentioned like what did he had the dagger because i was trying to you know recall he he would have had to like how does he get it you know because we know how he entered in the book how he how he's he just goes right in there and he and all the rn like that poor girl gets like cut with a dagger and she is like God. dying a horrible death i mean calendar ran and all the power in the world couldn't bring that girl back i mean my god but apparently it, you know we can bring people back with less than that <laughs> in the series sorry 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 that's okay yeah matt, yeah, love, matt loves the joke that, i love that, it actually i yeah <laughs> uh that girl was or this show or whatever it is might be so dead that not even rand calendar could bring it or whatever back to life gosh um okay cool so yeah just just you know i wanted to you know get your guys' thoughts on that because i felt like it was something that was still really interesting so yeah um we had some other topics here let me let me, let me pick one up here um yeah why did matt return to tarvalon now yeah again this could i think the obvious answer uh for this one is well because they had to figure something out in the tv right (laughs) uh to 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 kind of like uh how do we how do we how do we how do we sort of fix this with stock footage and stuff like that but going forward i guess what will be the way it sort of works I think it could end up being almost the same, you know, remember where Matt gets healed and then he wakes up and he wrecks, uh, Galad yeah, Gawad, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think it could be the same thing because I think that would actually work as sort of this cool way 
to introduce a lane because I feel like you could I feel like we're just going to meet Elaine at the tower next season is she's going to be there. And then that's how we, since we didn't go to Camelin, now you bring Elaine to the tower. Cause we know we're getting her. You could have Glaude and Gawain there. And then maybe our story starts with Matt meeting her is Matt wakes. Matt's was captured or something by the reds and yeah. he's brought back for observation. He's, and then he wakes up. And he's been cured, and then he goes outside and wrecks them, and then he runs into Elaine, and then now we've met her. Yeah, no, I like that, and I think I think that uh, even if if Matt just goes back to now, this is this is an interesting comment, right? That Matt stole the dagger back and found uh, Fane, so he so he could sell it to him, <laughs> and you know, yeah. hey, whatever. But uh, let's say though, Matt just goes back to collect his thoughts. We kind of think uh, Tom Marilyn might end up there. He does in the books at some point. That's where he and Matt. Like Matt and Tom will will meet up in Tarvalon before they bounce off and, and head on down to Camelin or uh, what have you, and that's in the Dragon Reborn where they're rolling all the way down uh, to Tier. But I think uh, yeah, we want him to start in that location. So even if he just went back to gather his thoughts, that that's okay. Maybe the the uh, the the tip by Moraine has the Red Aja in some way is like not apprehending him, but they're keeping him close and they're keeping him nearby or in the city to keep keep him on on like a leash or to, or, or to have him watched right i feel like that that is that is possible Let me, uh, one more thing too and this is for everyone in the, in the chat as well do you think there's going to be consequences um like it's important that that we have a member like even though this was uh covid related and and our actor didn't come back uh moraine does tell the red aja to to look into this guy and to keep him and if that pisses matt off it's something later on you would want to like when he meets up with Moraine again, if he does, if they're going to do that, then he might be a little um, put out on Moraine and her influence and and having the Reds look into him. It's a pretty dangerous thing. So that's just something to kind of consider. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I'm actually starting to think is that a lot of the stuff that happens like that could potentially happen in many of the big cities. A lot of that could just be moved to Tarvalon and Tarvalon mm-hmm. could just be our big city. mega city. Like a lot of, a lot of, the, like a lot of events that just happen to take place in like a big city could just take place in Tarvalon. Yeah. Unless and again, if they Which were I'm just kind of fine with, I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you look at, I guess if you can get a similar budget and, and look at what game of Thrones did, if they can start to get kind of, you know, I mean, because they had enough locations that we felt still like we were being moved around. And the fact that we went to Faldara was a good sign. I was glad because I was like, God, if we we're only going to be in like the two rivers set and then Tarvalon and then right. like the blight, it was going to be like, what? Because you also cut Camelin and, uh, you know, everything there. So that was, um, yeah, I mean, and we, we, we at least got to see Tar and Ferry through the ferry, through, through the ferryman, which which was enough. So there's little things you can do uh, to, to make the world work. But I, I don't know if we're going to go to every big city and we're going to um have multiple characters running around in multiple series dealing with uh, all sorts of factions so yeah good good point yeah we need oh, I de- the, the, the we're, we will yeah. we'll go we already did actually we we, we will yeah. go to tier yeah. definitely right but i think your question too like did we need do we need to be on falma like do we really need to be no. cuz you've always will. you've always brought up like if you're going to con- combine stuff and i think I, I think season 2 is ending i think and I'll say it again. Season two for me is you take the Dragon Reborn, you take the Great Hunt, you combine, you blend them together, and then that's 
and then that's how it's going to end. I think the, I think I think we're going to blow the horn of Lear at the Stone of Tear, and that will be the the end how you end season two, which I think is fine. I think it's it works the same. You don't need to be at Falma to. I think you can have like all the events are pretty similar. Rand's fighting somebody in like you know the castle throne, you know whatever whatever you, whatever. And it's a big building. Everyone's on the outside doing stuff. Yeah, fighting in the streets. It's like it's literally like the same thing. Right. This is one thing. Uh, yeah, no, good, good, good point. And the question earlier, uh, yeah, why would we go to tier? We don't have any prophecies. And I've, I've seen there's been a couple comments. Uh, appreciate these actually like the lack of prophecies. People have been, you know, mentioning like, is that is that something that hurts the show? Um, here we go. Yeah, I want a wanna... little bit. We started to get some with men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I want to come back on the on the lack of prophecies in the show. How big is this going to be? This, I think it's a really good question because I, I love hearing the prophecies of the dragon and I love that every book kind of opened with a bit of that telling. And at the end, uh, it, there, there was there was more of it. And it's something that Rand really starts to look into. And it is what drives him. He starts to ask Tom Maryland and Moraine and other people. And Moraine's even a little bit like, I need to go. Like, I think it's in book two. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. She goes to kind of like ask other Aes Sedai, hey, what is this one line or two lines mean? And she's trying to seek information. Like, where are the prophecies telling us to go and then there's the whole you know peace with prophecy which we see in other other fandoms and things like it, it can be a double-edged sword right i mean uh it might not be as clear-cut as as we think and by trying to fulfill it we might um i don't know it's yeah so yeah so because of the way season one ends with Rand going off i think we still will get prophecies in a way, what they actually might really be doing is they might, in all honesty, be merging some of like, this is going to sound crazy, Shadow Rising and Fires of Heaven. Like, you, because Rand's arcs in two and three, the Great Hunt and the Dragon Reborn. In the Dragon Reborn, all Rand really does, first of all, it's the shortest book. All he really does, or second shortest book. All he does is like wander off in the wilderness. You don't even see him for like most of the book. And most of the times you do see him, he's like, is in the dream world and he's like sitting by a campfire and he's like mm -hmm. not really doing a lot. In the second one, he's he's part of the group hunting for the horn. And you do have some really important moments with Varen and stuff like that. But what if we just sort of have, this is going to sound weird. What if Rand goes and finds the Aiel next season? by himself he doesn't go with moraine and all these other people and there with the aiel he begins to learn more of these prophecies like they could really be changing stuff up and you're gonna in one way that's like the big kind of departure from the books and the other way it's gonna make the aiel that much cooler because then rand could come across with an aiel army at his back yeah, and, I, and and enter in, and you just really yeah. push forward this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like 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 I think you've mentioned before, like the idea of maybe learning with either an Avienda or or some of the wise ones, and then also joining that small group or band that go to tier. Uh, like he could possibly do two things: take the prophecies of the dragon, like the book that he was. Then people are mentioning like the library scene with loyal. It's there. He does talk about it. Um, but will we expand on it more? Um, and we got a great comment here. I think Rand is going to look into these prophecies more in season two. Uh, and it, that leads him to tear while others deal with the Shan Chen uh, over in, in Falma. 
Uh, that would be cool. And then also, like, again, we're just throwing out ideas, speculating. Everybody's um, entitled to their opinion. I think these are great. We're just theories and stuff. Uh, yeah. Do, do you also, how do you weave in? Do you hold back on the IEO waste or, or like Matt's saying, do you take some of this with you over there and then roll back in uh, th- through a different way? Because in the books, they go to Kyrian. Like he, he takes them across the IO, IO waste and goes to Kyrian. But maybe he goes with a small group uh, down to tier, portal stones back. Or something, you know, he could, know. he could, Rand could, and honestly, next season could be Rand like in a different way. Goes over, meets the IEL by himself, trains with them, like learn, you do this whole deal, and then he ends, he's end up like leading an IEL army at the end of season two. He could also, you could also have Rand really kind of change things up. You could have Rand. You could show like two or three dream sequences that he has throughout season two, and it's like loose there and just talking to him. And a lot, some of these prophecies and things could be just introduced to Rand via loose there and in in dreams. I mean, that's a definitely a. I mean, to sort of change things up and stuff like that, but it could still be a cool way to to do it. Yeah, it would uh, for sure. Phil mentions here that you know he can buy the idea that we discover the IEL and the prophecies, but then. You know, when will we be introduced to Elaine? I still think um, that's one of those big splits, right? Rand is bringing in a whole we'll new wave. Be, I think we, the viewer, is going to yeah, be yeah, introduced yeah, to Elaine before. very early, way before. Because in the books, Rand is introduced to Elaine and the Eye of the World. Right, already. Yeah. But I think we'll see Elaine. I think the Rand-Elaine meeting is going to be, it's not, well, it is already. It's going to be way later when it happens. Yeah. Now, interesting. If we take him, this is, these are all great questions because once he leaves the IEL waste, he's he's pretty much out of there, right? Um, but uh, unless this, but this is a, a, an interesting point to go to Rudion and to understand what. And again, I, I love the people who are bringing up the, the the lack of prophecy here because really, it look, two things I'm gonna try to weave together. Like Moraine, just the viewing uh, that Guitara had that Suan and she saw like about the dragon being born on Dragon Mount. That's really what they're going with, Matt. Like they, they, for as far as like framing who the dragon is, it's all based upon some foretelling in the tower uh, that Moraine and others witnessed that the dragon would be reborn and that it had been reborn. And they're looking at ages and near Dragon Mount, all this kind of stuff, which is what men uh, tells us. And then men can see these, you know, symbols and stuff. So the prophecies still need to be there. So do, do we figure those out along the way? Uh, does he get Tom to help him more with those? What's the whole deal? Do we go then? uh to to the io waste and again stuff's different over there it's it's he's not the dragon reborn he's he's you know he who comes with the dawn right i mean he's that's uh, uh that, that's who he is and he d- does he go to rudion will we learn about the IEO people and their connection to the Aes Sedai and the wise ones and and their connection all that kind of stuff i think that will be really interesting to see you don't have to but then he would have to go back like if he if he goes into the io waste and learns and then goes to tier and then bounces back you'd have to bounce back to go to Rudy on to, to, you know, figure some stuff out. So, I mean, first of all, I'm just going to go ahead and say Amazon should probably just hire us in this group chat to be a think tank for them. Cause we're already doing I, a way better job than they are. Hey, so I mean, I mean, I mean if you're going to change uh, it, let's just be honest. If you're going to make the changes that we saw in season one, if those are green, let's at least make good ones. Right. I'm just saying, yeah, exactly. If those are green lit uh, changes and they were completely crazy different stuff, I feel like, yeah, I it, almost anything can be on the table at this point because it, it's it, it is. I'll give people who get who get uh, angsty and upset about the changes. They're like, well, they're just so different. They're they're so whatever they are. They are some major which is, difference, which differences, I'm, which is okay. Which but if you're going to greenlight it, I'm saying our our changes as are long great as too. 
right as long as the changes are good is is the thing i mean you you know you and i were talking last night about the most recent spider-man movie and it's like it's a it's totally different than the comic book arc but it's good and it's awesome yeah Yeah. just even if it's even if it's a big departure as long as it's good it's fine (laughs) if it's not good then it's like then it's like well you literally then it you know then it's like well you are given a map you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You, were, you yeah. were given you were given a map, man. Like, how hard is it? That's a good point. There is a map for success. There is right, right. It's it's a successful series. People, it's a beloved series. There's things to improve upon. Uh, but you've had years of people, you know, talk about that. It's a great Al- Allen Berg, great comment. Maybe we'll get another episode about the Water Bond. Maybe it's, I don't think we've serious. had enough. I, I swear to God, would you I, have made the, the change? Would you have made the change to stab loyal? God. Would you, Matt Brady, in the seat? I did. Can, can I just seat, talk about this? So I, I money. No, I railed on this in my in my is loyal dead uh, YouTube video, and um, but I do have a do have some good comments here. I want to get back to really quickly, but I I did rail on this. I mean, it, how dumb of a decision? I'm going to be honest with you. That might literally be the single stupidest decision they made in the entire show because. Even in what context they've set up with the show, like stabbing Loyal and Una with the dagger and not having them immediately die fails on so many levels. It's inconceivable how stupid it is. I'll just be honest. I'm sorry. It's the, it is the single dumbest decision of the entire season. It's even worse as than the like, the like all the fake deaths they've like they've done this season it's yeah yeah, exactly you either ruin loyal or you ruin the dagger exactly so what you've done is in episode four matt is holding the dagger and a fade literally is like i'm not coming at you so you've already established that the dagger is a big deal yeah it's changing matt got an evil and they talk about like do moraine says do not touch it Mm-hmm. So yeah. then, the books say that like if you are stabbed by this, you like cut. you if you're cut, you need immediate attention, like immediate attention. <laughs> nah, you, you, or your intervention, <laughs> yeah, like, or like or your toast, like you're screwed. So they oh here either, we go. People are coming out hard. I know. Now. Ever, <laughs> ever, I know. Because everyone's like, now. here we go. Let's we let's get the hate. But yeah. So look. You've either killed Loyal and Uno, which would be, inc- I mean, if they, I'm dead serious. If they killed, if they killed Loyal, I'd stop watching. I, I know. Rafe did an interview where he said it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine. I know. Thank you. Rafe. But then you've ruined the dagger. Like, yeah. Then you have, then you've ruined, then you've ruined the dagger. And then like, what, how do you, how do you fix it? The only scenario I could see. But the problem again is that you already stabbed Uno. So are you just gonna kill Uno off? And then you could kind of fix it by saying, well, like Loyal's and Ogier and the dagger may not necessarily uh-huh. affect That's him. What I was you thinking could like they were gonna, yeah. you could sort of give the Ogier this like mm-hmm. you know, special okay, they're different type of a thing. That's the only out I see. Yeah. And then you have to kill Uno. And Uno's like one episode in and it's like, dude, this dude's awesome. Yeah. The only thing, I mean, if, okay, also the other thing that I, I'm, I always try to look for the positive ways in which you could redeem this situation here, okay? And Matt's like, there is none, all right? This was crazy. <laughs> but 
you know how Frodo, when he gets stabbed with like the Morgul blade and it's like this wound that doesn't heal and it has all these different issues and stuff like that's like Matt deals with that just by being attached to it. Uh, it needs it needs a, a, a great healing uh, just because he touched it and possessed it. Now, these guys have been stabbed by it. Uh, you feel like it's going to be some lingering wound that they might have to to endure throughout throughout the whole thing. Uno and and I don't know if Uno was, but man, I, I don't know. I just because Padon Fane was stabbed. I mean, am I wrong in that he was? As awesome. they show him put that the Shadar Logoth dagger <laughs> back into his thing. Fudge, God, yes. Well, they'll have to retcon the dagger. Oh God. And the uh, dagger's like like such a big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, it's it's super important. I mean, uh, just and again, I mean, loyal. I also just I'm like, I don't know. I mean, maybe you get a scratch on loyal or something, but like to think you had loyal on the ground, I don't think so. Now, if you had stabbed him with a regular dagger, yeah, then it's just like okay, whatever. He stabbed him. We're gonna have to heal him. Whatever. But he stabs him with the Shadar Logoth dagger. Hmm. And it's, I mean, it's just, yeah. And you can, it, you can still cliffhang. Yeah. And have it make sense. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> All I know the that. chat is like, it's well, like, and, it, and Phil it's said this, stupid. like, I, this is where I was wondering, like, he is just putting it back. I know. Get, like, ten, well, which is I fine. Know. I'm like, I'm like, okay, maybe there's, there's a, there's a, maybe he just, you know, but uh, God, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. So, anyways, yeah, the, the whole is loyal alive. Is he, is he? He's alive, you know. Um, it's not cash money, Jimmy. I agree. What is it? Messing with the horn of the dang. Oh God. Uh yeah, yeah. What did you guys think about that? Like, like having the horn. So it is stolen, right? The horn of Valera is is stolen. Pot on Fane has it, and he's and he's rolling out. Um, the, the where's the dragon's banner? Are we gonna? Yeah. I was okay with that. I actually thought the horn being under there was okay and fine and cool. I actually, in one way, I actually think it's kind of cooler, to be honest, that like somebody else had it and had it like hidden secret. Yeah. And it's not, we don't just find it at the, at the, at the thing. I actually, I actually, cause it, it, it in a way it actually then ends up making um, Faldara be a little bit cooler and that they've had this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, okay. Let me let me break bread with you. I actually enjoy like that's fine. I'm, I'm I'm cool with that. Do you think the dragon's banner is inside that box? Oh, in, could be in, inside because that's the thing they find this this kind of. What do you guys think in the comments? Like, uh, all the dragon's banner will be in in tier. Okay, oh, sorry. yeah, there we go. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that because I mean it, that that would be a cool place. Finding those objects and finding those sort of magical. Uh, air quote magical or just special items along a quest is, is really important. And so I feel like, yeah, you, you would want to see, um, we have to get that. That's something like Moraine, what she does in, in, in the great hunt, she stuffs that in there, right? She stuffs that dragon banner in there because she like Rand is still a bit reluctant and hasn't come to terms with the idea that he is the dragon. So for me, the dragon's banner is, is pretty cool. It's on the cover of some of the books. It's something that like, it's his standard, uh, as he goes into the waste and so on. It, it's, it's necessary. So, where is it? There wasn't a, you know, the eye of the world as, and I'm going to weave this all in, in, in there together. The horn of Valir uh, is not at the eye of the world. The, the dragon's banner is not there. The pool of Sidene, the, the, the pure Sidene is, is, is not there. And it's really just that, and now it's the dark one's prison that has been cracked open. So 
Yeah, that's it's, it's all different. I just hope we need that. We need the banner, and I, I want to see it. Um, oh, so we got a couple of comments here. Oh, we got super chat for Jimmy. Hey, there we go. Yeah, it feels like they may need to retcon a lot in the season two. It gives me Disney trilogy vibes. I can agree. I can agree with that. Wow. Um, hmm. I'll say this though. You know what, Jimmy? At least there's a showrunner. Okay. Is <laughs> is he the showrunner that was promised? Uh, there is at least that. Like a lesson has been learned in that it's not just three different dudes doing three different things or whatever. Uh, which actually was just two. But I mean. Yeah, that's why I've, I've been in what I love about the Mandoverse and Mandalorian and all those things is that you have showrunners, people who are like it will fall at their feet. Right. They're overseeing multiple seasons. And unless it just goes off the rails, that's why Dan and Dave, you know, for um, Game of Thrones, it's like it's successful to some degree. And then and then when it, it fails in season eight, it's the the blame is laid at at their feet. All the movies and the deals that they had gonzo because of of um, a shortcoming, which. Is a whole another story for a different time. But yeah, there, there may be, and there may be, as I was mentioning, the dagger and, and the horn and stuff like that, they might change up a few things. Or as folks were mentioning, um, we might see, we might see some, you know, uh, different interpretations of those things that the, the box is uh, way too small for both the horn and the banner. Um, okay. All right. Uh, let's see. What about the seal? So as we we're talking about the eye of the world, was that whole thing a seal for the dark one's prison or were you guys getting the idea like like uh, Quindiar Heartstone is like the seals that we're going to find that have been spread around the world was I don't know like that was or was that just the Dark One's prison? Um, interesting. Yeah, I, they they didn't necessarily explain it as much as. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or it's in the treasure vaults in tier. Maybe James is saying maybe that's where the dragon's banner um, might might be. So. Yeah, the horn wrapped up with the banner would be cool if it's wrapped um, inside the dragon's banner. So yeah, good good comments, good thoughts on on maybe where the heroes ask for the banner, so it has to appear before the horn is sounded. Dragon down, coming in clutch there. Got to see the 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 dragon banner. More rain knows it's important. Uh, puts it with him. Puts it with Rand, and and off we go. So yeah, big question going into season two. Where is the dragon's banner, and uh, what, what do you you know? Where we're gonna find it? Tear sounds great to me. Yeah, yeah, we could, we could. We I could think that box there. you could fold up in the box too. It might be in there too. Yeah, yeah. I, I the dragon banner. Moraine's had it the whole time. <laughs> it's in the White Tower. I think people are like, oh, stop, stop, stop. Um, yeah, yeah. We could, we can find it somewhere else. I'd be fine with that. I'm, I, I'm. The banner could now. Nah, the banner could fit there. Yeah. Um, the dragon's banner to be honest is one that you could honestly do i wouldn't be surprised if they just got rid of it agreed i mean i don't do you have to have this old dragon banner or could people just like maybe you could literally just change it to be like people are flying the dragon banner in support of him like mm -hmm. and you just change it to it doesn't have to be like you find this one specific banner it could just be that people are flying the the colors of the dragon to go with rand Whoa, this is a good comment. Could the banner be with the people of the dragon and they bring it to tier? Because Matt was bringing up this whole idea that maybe Rand goes in there. That's a that's a big change, right? I mean, I was throwing out things like the Aes Sedai have it and whatever. You know, uh, they've got the, I mean, because that's, that's one of the things. You get the cool backstory. I think it's in Rudion and 
And uh, what where they mentioned, like there are male channelers uh, approaching one of the ancient cities in the age of legends and all hell is breaking loose, my friend. And they they do something special with the horn and with the with the, with the band, the, the green man is involved, the whole thing. Um, and and you had uh, you had some some IEL there as well. So who knows? It'd be kind of crazy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rand goes home, learns the sword, works on channeling, stays at the cabin, intends to go to the Mountains of Mist, go, go crazy, gets some dreams about the sword and tear, and we're off. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that would be crazy. Um, <laughs> here we go. I would buy the banner in the Wasteland. Rand could bring it uh, if he does uh, Rudion and the IEL follow him, so on. Yeah. Um, gosh, you would have the... Uh, <laughs> That, well, if he goes to Rudion, he comes out with the with the with the dragons, right? On his uh, on his arms too. That's a yes. that's a whole other thing, right? So we'd have to see. That'd be early on season two. That would be really interesting if that if that um, if that became a thing. Uh, okay, uh, let me let me let me switch up here. This this was a, a kind of a, a heated one, and you guys can can leave me some comments about this. But at the end, and I just want to kind of stir the pot up a little bit, you know. Is Moraine stilled or is she shielded? People were losing their minds about this. Um, someone needs to stop the stilling. I mean, it happened so much in the first couple. Like, like Suan is stilled. Uh, Leanne, I mean, it's in, in the books. It's crazy, right? But because um, I think that's that was what, right, Matt. That was one of the big buzz buzz things uh, going around after season uh, one finale was that look, it's the same netting, right? That's over low gain. So it looks like it's just a shield that's been tied off. Something that they could do that um, that uh, Rand, when Rand is cap, well, you know, Rand's captured, different people are shielded, and they start to kind of feel that knot or that tying, and they rail against it. They un, they un, they are able to kind of um, untie the knot and get out of the shield. Is she just shielded, and will she have to learn how to to take that off? Or do you guys think that um, she's been stilled? Because the stilling, the gentling process that that Land that Leandrin did looked a lot different, didn't it? Visually? It did. It did. Yeah. Some people are saying shielded, like, so it's just, you can see, you can see him tied off. Um, yeah. Shielded and knotted. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know. That's a cool, go back to that one. I was like, he's got, he's got a cool uh, logo. There. Oh, Dragon Down's got it going on. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a pretty sick uh, icon there. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think she's, she's stilled. I, I think we're going to, we're gonna have she'll be she'll be back to using using the one power soon mm -hmm. yeah what do you think so when we start off though just uh, kind of a more rain prediction uh prediction thing here do you think she'll go how does she um does she just learn that on her own you know how to 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 get out of that um or like like out of the shield because she believes she's cut off i mean she's one of those powerful individuals and there's there's right. a, a recurring theme in the books is that the reason Mo Gideon is so important to Nynaeve and to Elaine is that they learn how to do things like illusion. They learn how to, tra you know, like traveling like becomes a thing. Like they, they, they learn a lot of different talents from um, the Forsaken in the Age of Legends. So like does Moraine, what does she have to learn, I guess? Or how, how, how do you guys think that's going to play out if, if she's... Um, there, was an, there was an interesting comment about if, if she was still that she would be able to lie. For Rand, you know, she she can't lie. And so when he says, tell them that I died here, like if she's if she opens up with like telling a lie in season two, people will be like, oh, she was stilled, you know, so I don't think she was still either. I think she was shielded. But I knew that was a big kind of um, 
question that was going around. So, uh, yeah, she'll learn to untie the the knot. Sure. And that's the thing. Yeah, Moraine actually learns a few. So in, what is it, book three where she, uh, Balefire, I think, is that the first time that, that kind of right. pops up? And, yeah, and she, Swan, Swan unties it pretty obviously, I think. Yeah. She just yeah. has to get on her knees first. It's a lot easier. Oh, that's not <laughs> that. All right. I Let's see. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Not, not. He's, oh, God. Hmm. Unbelievable, guys. <laughs> Unbelievable. Moraine. Right, this, this is how it goes when as an error get. When as an error always getting ready to stream, it's just always me over here cracking jokes. God. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. Um, do, what, how does it affect? So, hmm. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, she, she'll just, she'll just learn it. Um, it'll be kind of like Balefire, things that she has learned that had been forgotten, talents that were long gone and, and everything. Because I think I was reading a comment too on one of our YouTube videos. Um, people were mentioning Moraine. Maybe it was even this chat where she basically has one or two chapters, I think, in The Great Hunt, where she just mm -hmm. seeks information. So yeah. is this a time? Do you think that we're going to see maybe another, like is Varen going to be our Moraine this this coming season? Or are they going to introduce Varen, keep her you know, moving along? Because it does make sense as to why maybe Moraine can't go on with the group and why you would include Varen. Uh, because in the story, it, it's really kind of odd that Moraine just dips out and it's more just she's figuring out. We find out she's trying to learn about the prophecy, trying to figure out what next, what are the next steps, you know. Um, but these are pretty important individuals that you really wouldn't want these to veer into to get away from you necessarily. And she's very much uh, tries to possess and and take hold of them or pay attention to them or, or whatever later on. Um, and now it makes a lot of sense that, no, if she needs to go figure out how to untie the shield. Well, then now Varen can can step in there and, and be kind of a, a leader or a uh, like a guide by the side. Right. Yeah, so, so Moraine maybe takes a backseat a little bit next season. That's what I'm wondering. Like, I she she has to go on her own journey here, and or does she or do they? I don't know, man. I feel like Rosamund Pike's like your. I know big big sell to your 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 star. I'm gonna you know, of the of the of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, could be could be. This is a great comment here from James. I think Moraine goes to Baron for knowledge about um, what happened to her. Um, but yes, yeah, somehow we've got because she is exiled, right? I mean, Moraine is not going back to the. She to can't. The, she the, can't go back to the tower, but she yeah. can run. A, she can obviously run across Aes Sedai outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see here. What else we got? Uh, possible to break. Uh, yeah, okay. It's possible to break a shield from the other sex. Landfear says it requires accepting pain, uh, which is why. She says Osmodian cannot. That's right. She does. Um, Os, uh, yeah, Lanfear does shield Osmodian and and gives him just a trickle, right, of, of the power so he can teach teach Rand. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what she learns about that and, and where her arc goes. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, what's Moraine? I mean, if Moraine can't go back to the tower next season, and she can't use the power. What good is she, Matt? What is she doing? She better start reading the freaking prophecies. You know, I, I mean, seriously, where is she going to go? Because okay. this I, I want to bring again. So th this is whole prophecy thing. So, OK, awesome. You found I agreed real here real quick. I do want to yeah. know what a tell is, too. Yeah. What is a tell? Because, you know, like a tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is how it goes. I, then we start going and I just want to. Yeah. Matt just wants to rail on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, 
Matt, I think with more rain, just, just to kind of wrap this, this bit up here as we look forward to her in season two, um, it's Guitara. It's the, the foretelling. It's that power of foretelling that has kicked off this whole thing for um, these Aes Sedai, for Suan and for Moraine to find the dragon. So they find the dragon. But then how does the dragon fulfill the prophecies? Or what is that's going to tell? Like, how do you communicate to the rest of the world that he's the dragon? Just the Aes Sedai back him and they, they say, yeah, this is our guy. What happens when the tower splits and they back somebody else? Like, there, there's a fulfilling of the prophecies. There's, there's proclaiming yourself to be the dragon, uh, rallying those folks around you. So I think Moraine will get into that more and that will be... Um, good for the story to, to, to get that in there. Cause right now it is just sort of like, no, we, and, and their, their plan by the way, is just, yeah, let's just throw him like he'll, it'll be an automatic click, a, like a, a flip, you know, flip switch. We'll throw him out the dark one and that will be what will trigger whether or not he is the, um, dragon, you know, it's, it's All right. It's, it's crazy. Stupid, it's kind of a stupid, hey, I, idea. I, a stupid idea. Seems pretty risky to me. It's incredibly stupid. I also like that. He calls her out and, uh, and he's like, uh, last time you tried it, you brought a hundred, you know, a hundred people. It was a hundred, you know, the ninety-nine companions. I mean, right. And you're just right. And you're you bringing this one boy, right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, just, just more rain. Just this ice and iron rand. Like, I mean, that's that's it. Like, that's weak sauce. I mean, they've been searching for this guy for the last twenty years, and they don't have a plan. Yeah, Matt, what's up? <laughs> you know what? I mean? <laughs> Things at the White Tower are not. That's why I love Logan's <laughs> comedy. Like your power. The further you get away from from the white tower and, and you go out into the world that the, the power weakens and the white yeah. cloaks were a great kind of, you know, representation yeah. of that. Great. Uh, great question here. Um, and I thought, I thought it would be kind of cool to dive into this. So slight little shift here. Do you think they'll get rid of the three wives scenario? Uh, and a comment here already. Min says that uh, she sees Rand with ruin in the show. So it looks like it's staying in, um, you know, Rafe has kind of been, he hasn't really dot dived too deep uh into this exactly to say like yes or no this person is gonna it is gonna be happening they are staying or they're not but um everything that i can see is that uh i think i think it is i think it is gonna happen it just might be slightly different in that Maybe it's he's kind of with this girl for a bit and then we moved into the following season and he's with this girl for a bit and then we move into this season and he's with this girl. And it's just kind of a when he's around them is when he will be going down type of a thing. Oh, I mean, I think we lost as there. Uh, it's okay. He can pop back in. He probably lost the internet or something like that. Um, let's keep diving into some of the questions here while we wait for Ez to get back. They need to start making the Taviran visible and uncover the Catharian cycle. Varen would be good for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I they, you know, they they had been talking about the they'd been talking about the Taviran just briefly throughout the season. And and then it kind of didn't really go anywhere, you know, in the first episode, Hey, I think there's, there's rumors of four to in here. And then, you know, we didn't really dive much deeper into it until put on Fane says at the end of episode, um, uh, then, <laughs> then, then for what then says, uh, then, um, says that, uh, let's get as back in here. Getting me uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Flicker. 
flicker. The power uh, is flickering in here, guys. Oh, man. It just went out. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, my we have God. A, we have a comment here that says, I am, I for one, am glad as is gone. I know. As soon as I come back in, <laughs> saw ya. I see ya. God, Jim. Um, so anyway, we were, we were talking about this, talking about making Tavira invisible. So then Padon Fane says at, at the end, um, hey, uh, you all five of you over Tavirin and have them all in one place. So I do think that they're going to explore being a Tavirin more. Yeah. And 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 here's a, and here's a question uh, as and I, I talked about this a little bit in my changes thing. And some people were agreeing with me and we've talked about it briefly. Do we like the idea that Egwene and Nynaeve are Tavirin in the show, or was it better in the books? Where, ooh, it... so okay, let's uh, yeah, okay, let's let's go over that because that was something you and I wanted to talk about. And I know there's a lot of comments over on some Facebook groups, and uh, I saw some stuff in Reddit. Like, there's a big discussion there always has been as to as to whether or not Egwene was Tavirin in the books. And some people will say, and I would love just to kind of see it, just comments about this down down in, in our chat, like. Do you think it deters from the character? Do you think it helps the character? Some people used to call it like the Tavirin sort of like boys club, if you will. And like, that's, it's just them. And, and it was cool to be Tavirin and, and like, it was some extra, you know, thing, uh, extra power or whatever. But then like all of Egwene's accomplishments are just like her own naive. So on. Um, yeah. It's six foot two. All right. Six, two <laughs> guys, six, two the Jimmy. Um, no. So, so, you know, it's like, I, I kind of feel like I don't know. Like, like I think a lot of things happen. There, there's people were almost upset with Robert Jordan in the book series that he didn't go ahead later on and confirm that Egwene was uh, Tavirin later on because so many things happen and you're just like, man, is that the is that the pattern? Is that the wheel? Is that like, um, you know, is is that something that is Egwene or is that more her being forced into these different things? Like, I don't know, chance, luck, things happening. What do you guys think in the comments about? whether like including her in the Tavirin category uh, well, and then both of them. And now, yeah, that was my question too. Like, in the, at the beginning of the story, it's, it's like, it's rumored that there are four pot on Fane says there are five, right? Yeah. Okay. So I just want to make sure that was clear. Cause like at some point in the season, I feel like somebody else said five though. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know who else, who else said it. I, I, I think I like, have to, it's like in the middle of the season. Yeah. I, I, for, for me, it was like, um, the fact that there was a rumor was like, okay, well, if it's Moraine saying there's only a rumor, well, then maybe it's not actually uh, Egwene. And when it was rumored, it wasn't necessarily Egwene, but people were saying it was. It could have been Nynaeve. And then, but Nynaeve was gone in Moraine's eyes and that, you know, we lost track of her because she's stolen by the Trolloc. And then now at the end, it comes back that they are all Tavirin. So are they also all the Dragon Reborn while we're at it? Matt, you know? I liked the idea of that. I did. I liked the the potential. They're all dragon or born. I yeah. thought that was cool. Oh, oh yeah. Actually, when one of the topics like coming out of and this this kind of shocked me, but there were um a lot of blogs and different articles and, and news companies whatever that, that were saying, is it is it answered? Like you took the events of the Eye of the World and you split it. What Rand does, he only does like he just has this confrontation where he chooses to to fight for the light, but like. The whole other, the, the big battle where he goes out and like, see, this is really interesting, okay? Rand hasn't had that moment where like the dragon's back or like he went out and he conquered this army at, Tar at Tarwin's Gap and Falma 
is is or like the, these individuals are behind him. I know again, Balma is where that really happens, and that's really where the Shinarans are like like fall in behind Rand or whatever. So I guess that's okay that we haven't we haven't done that yet. But the accomplishments of the Dragon Reborn in the Eye of the World were split up. They were they were they were split up. Now they do include three other other women that were channeling out there on the fields just outside of Tarwin's Gap, but a lot of that is Rand. Mm. That is Rand doing, so that's actually Luce Theron doing things at the end of the Eye of the World. So, uh, you know, people were kind of saying, maybe they do, maybe they've split this up and and that it's more than just one person being the dragon. I don't think so, though. I just thought it was interesting that other articles and people were were mentioning it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so just some uh, comments here. Let's see here. Um... Well, Jimmy says that you're definitely there's no way you're taller than five seven, and I agree because I, I just... <laughs> uh, it is and I, even if I had to say six one and a half. I'm I mean I they go to the doctor sometimes at six I'm two, six, sometimes... I'm six I'm six one. Yeah, and, and as and... I as I as I are about to, as I are like the same height, exact same height, close close. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're fighting over half an inch here but that matters in some arenas okay it, well it does me in my arena it definitely matters I bet. but um <laughs> here we go nope they're deaf not dragons dragon has to be a male to sort the imbalance and the wheel is all about balance a woman dragon and the lore of the show would further the imbalance yeah yeah, and again, it's just it's something that they were hitting at. I don't think so either. I think it's Rand, right? That's a, it, it would take away from the whole like his realization, all of the stuff that's happening um, with the Guitara and then the confirmation with Tam Thor. It's it's him. But I just thought it was interesting that they brought it up. And the uh, the Taviran bit, we didn't get a whole lot of comments on it, but I think I, I get where people are. Like, yeah, it doesn't really matter as much. Um, yeah, actually, I, actually here's, I, I hope there's I was, not a lot of Taviran stuff. Quite, I was looking for this. I was looking for this comment. It was in. It was on one of our YouTube videos, um, and from the comment is from Athalus BC. Uh, he says, "As far as the girls being Taviran, I always considered at least a Gwen to be. Um, she, yes, she works hard for her accomplishments, but she is also put into a lot of situations that cause her to have very quick growth." Um, saying, "I've I've heard a theory of her being described as almost like a as black hole Sue." where people around her make decisions they normally wouldn't make. If that's not Taviran, then what is? Mm. Yeah. And that's where some people are kind of like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Again, I, that gets into the nature of Taviran and whether you like that and whether that's, <clears throat> it's a part of the, it's a part of the, yeah. you know, universe. So, because, yeah, because it just sort of, I guess it, it sort of changes it, right? It's like, do you, if you're, if you're on this predestined path, then, what you know what whatever you decide to do doesn't necessarily matter because you're just destined to do these things as opposed to free will and you choose to do these things then it's it's more impressive right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly and that's that's sort of where people it's why it's why batman stopping a bank robbery is more impressive than superman stopping a bank robbery right yeah exactly so the, it's a, okay it's a super it, so the Taverian club some people would say is a superman like thing and it actually, when you when you give that to a Gwen or Nynaeve, it can take away from their Batman accomplishments, is what I right. think some people try to say. So yeah, because yeah, because Batman going in, he can get shot and die, whereas Superman going in, nothing's going to happen. It's kind of like I've I've often heard it described as you know, like the difference I guess between those two characters, which I'll also use as this like Taviran versus non-Taviran is, you know, like 
us, an average human being, stepping in and stopping two kids from fighting is a good thing, but it's not heroic. So mm-hmm. does that, you know, that I guess that's kind of one way to sort of view it, where it's like Superman can get shot. He doesn't die. Batman does. So is it as heroic if Superman stops something from happening as Batman does? And that gets be tied into the Deviren thing, which is why I think it's cooler that Nine or Egwene isn't a Taviran because then it does make what everything she does seem, I guess, seem that much more cool. That's not to say it's still not cool that mm-hmm. Rand and Perrin and Matt are doing. No, the yeah, things. Superman's still the cool. Thing, yeah, yeah, there's it's still cool that they're doing it, but it doesn't seem as cool, I guess. Yeah, that's actually a really great way to. I think it's a great way to, to, to look at because I've never been able to really articulate what I hear people's frustrations on both sides, and then I also see like. Uh, people say, well, no, like what Egwene does, as you read that comment on YouTube, those accomplishments or the speed or the uh, whatever, it, it, which she learns, weaves and does stuff and makes you know progress in the story is would lean into the idea that she's Taviran. And that like if you're going to define what Taviran is, then she should just like based on definition, she should be there. And right. the fact that she's not, though, that, that Robert Jordan said she isn't means it's something different, maybe extra special, like. So but I don't know. I would what I would also say though that b- being in proximity to the amount of Taviran that she's in proximity with, it, I almost feel like it doesn't necessarily matter because their effect, yeah, could on her their their effect on everyone else around them basically pulls them in a almost predestined pattern anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like Rand, Rand, Matt, and Perrin being Taviran will cause the, everyone around them to be on this very specific path. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Like that's the whole point. Uh, Robert Jordan said she's not in, in end of conversation until Rafe said she is. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, like so. Who, you know, yeah. Um, here we go. Batman is a billionaire with lots of tech. Superman has powers. The power differential is what changes our view of the two. If both are equal, then you need to compare Batman to Iron Man kind of a thing. Right. Well, for me, Batman is always is number one and will always be number one. Whoa. For okay. me. Over yeah. anybody. Um, but Batman actually is, in a way, if you go and you honestly read like the wiki page on him, it's so absurd that he it, there's almost no way he's not superhuman. It's like he it's almost he, bat Egwene is the Batman of Wheel of Time. OK, where it's like if you really sit down and look at everything she does, it's so close to being like to mm-hmm. that it's, it's almost like, how is it not? Wait, who? Which one? So I, I'm saying Egwene and Batman are like the same thing because oh, okay. it's like, well, obviously the exception of the money because Egwene's broke as shit. But um, well, I mean, the father, the one spring, I mean, okay, right. But you know, it's like if you look at all of her accomplishments, I mean, it's almost it's like like Batman's accomplishments, right? It's like he has like 13 master's degrees. You know, it's like uh, he's super rich. He's like training with this like almost like superhuman League of Shadows, like all these things. It's absurd. He's like survived the vacuum of space for like 12 seconds. Like it's just, you know, just total absurd stuff that the only other way you could ever do it is if you were superhuman. Uh-huh, um, yeah. But then it's like, you know, Egwene's the same thing where it's like you go and look at everything she does. She's learning how to 
channel like way faster than everyone else. It's almost as if she was Tabiran, but she's not. But being on this side of the line, I think, does make it that much cooler than being on the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Here we go. Um, Egwene is not around Rand most of the books, and she does pull people around her, but Egwene has too many okay. deus ex machina moments to be normal. Agreed. 100%. But she grew up, but the thing, I guess what I'm saying is she grew up with Rand and Perrin and Matt, and so, I mean, clearly she's throughout her life learned how to channel i mean at least you know she doesn't really necessarily know exactly what it is that's the whole wisdom thing but i mean i would say she's i would say i think she's probably way further along at because of her time around those those three guys growing up where you're you're so pulled by the other tavir in person mm -hmm. yeah like elaine let's like elaine for example elaine's path is has to be it, it is it she has control over it until she meets rand and then it has to go in sort of a direction that involves him because he's going to pull her he's going to pull her thread and it's been foreseen because, yeah Men, because he's yeah. tavirin right yeah. yeah yeah no and i like this idea too like this this comment we have up here like again because i think Egwene is um has those moments that that are beyond normal like it's not it's that it's something right. else and that's why the only other thing that robert jordan i mean there's, there's other things but like what he gave us in the story to say that it's when something like this happens like what Egwene does her arc her progression all that kind of stuff when when things aren't that normal like that you look toward you say well that must be tavirin and the fact that it's not um is has been yeah interesting so uh being tavirin <laughs> would allow her and i both to own uh success Otherwise, it's like Tavir and Rubbs. That makes sense for Egwene. Oh wait, isn't that what happened in the books? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Will Fayil ever uh, be in the show? Considering Perrin has already been married, I believe that they've cast somebody who, again, it's another one of these things. If you look at the castings for season two, they haven't given names, but the girl they cast, I mean, it's almost like you just look at her and you're like, "That's that's Fayil." Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think she will be in it too. And this is because again, it was just such a, a quick moment for Layla and um and the and the dark friend theories that went on for a bit, and he's he's struggling with it. Um, again, I don't know. Let, let's let's back up, Matt. Why why bring in Fail? Uh, he and Egwene said they were good. Like, how good are they, buddy? Ass. How close? Are, <laughs> I mean, like, there's something going on. You know what I mean? Which is crazy, crazy. We did that video on the on the line where. Um, you know, I, I forget what, what was it either Elias or someone, or it was with, with the tinkers where Perrin is, is, does have some sort of feeling for Egwene, but no, I think we'll see Fael. Um, and, and I can't, I can't wait to see, to see that. And I think he'll go back to the two rivers, the whole thing. He'll have his whole arc. I think the white cloaks and, and he will still, will still go at it. Crazy that Egwene's the one who stabs, uh, Valda. And, and I, I look forward to seeing how that affects, um, the relationship that the white tower or even the rebel Aes Sedai or whoever will have with, um, with the white cloaks. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to scroll through to see if they've, and what happened to Steve? I mean, yeah. What happened to Steve? It, what did we miss Steve? Did I miss him? Is he Steve was never in it, man. Who's Steve guys. Remember, remember it was a casting thing. I know. Was like, yeah. Yeah. 
Was he, he not like, an old oh, guy at the at the just sitting around in the wine spring inn? Was he just some rando guy in the back? Maybe? I, I don't I don't know, man, but he was never he was never cast. Hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, if you were mentioning Fayil, that that uh comment. So I Perrin's had it rough. I mean, every time he's on screen, I do feel kind of bad for him. I'm sort of like, this is like, can we <clears> we need something? We need him to he's in a real low place. Uh so yeah, I want to see his his arc kind of take off and have him, you know, do something epic and level up. Steve is the dark one, for sure. Um, yeah, you, had, you have to give parents something. Poor guy had nothing to do for the last three episodes. I thought he was Taviran. Matt, you know? Right. So here is, um, this was some casting. Okay. I mean, the girl on the right just seems like she's going to be Fael, right? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think that that was, the, yeah. I don't know that's confirmed. Yeah. But people... So this was, this is from Watt series. I mean, they're pretty big. I think they, they've they been on the dusty, they were, they were on the dusty wheel the other day. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Legit. Um this is cool. I think, yeah, Rafe has said they had, he had plans to make oh, well, okay. Let's like take that. that. Let's take that for a grain of salt. Yeah, I, I do remember that being mentioned, though, and that he was talking about changes that he thought people would maybe like. I don't know. Um, He's going to make Fayil the dragon, and that'll make people like her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, Fayil, coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, let's okay. see here let's 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 dive into it as um of time what is it word count it's time for our 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 wheel of time word count here let's get it pulled up and see where we're gonna cut where we're moving forward pretty where we're gonna cut man where we're gonna move forward Matt, I don't know why we would cut anything. Shaidar Haran, yes or no? As. Uh, yeah, much later, much much later. But uh, yeah, why not? I I I, I mean, <laughs> how could Fayil? This is uh, the the green Zeno who has said Fayil is his favorite character. Character says more likable. How could Fayil be more likable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, she's great. Okay, so now as uh, my favorite part, this is where we. Look at the word count. Uh, so, and where we're at. So now that I've seen it, right? I've We've seen all of season one, which was the eye of the world. Yeah. So what's everyone thinking for season two? Are we going to start? Are we going to, are we just going to start blending these three? Remember, there's some stuff from book one that might get shifted over into potentially a season two. They did. They had a little bit of new spring content. We're sort of further along with Logan. We're like way further along with Lan and Nynaeve's relationship. I would say Perrin's powers are even a little bit more developed. Rand's going off to the IOAs. That's like, you know, we're over here area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So to answer your first question, and we'll get some comments rolling in here, just about um, the, the first two, the next two books, The Great Hunt and The Dragon Reborn. Again, it's there's been some interesting conversation already about it. Do we take Rand over to the IEO waste as he goes on his great walkabout, or do, does do we keep him in a pursuit for the the horn? It feels like he's going to depart and maybe go do what he does in uh, The Dragon Reborn, or like at, he starts at The Great Hunt to kind of say, hey, I'm out, like, peace out, he's gone, Perrin and Matt are doing their thing, so maybe there will still be that conversation where he, he gets roped back into the hunt for the horn, but there's really no, like, the dagger is taken, or whatever, there's no pot on Fane, there's no connection to, like, helping his friend Matt in this, because Matt's back in Tarvalin, so to me it makes a lot of sense that he would just go do his thing, and Perrin needs to have his moment, because he witnessed all this, he, I mean, Loyal gets stabbed right in front of him, and and what 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 Perrin nothing. So I feel like you know well, I mean, he's got to go. Loyal's dead. Look how much we can trim out. I mean, how much is loyal in these? I yeah, mean, yeah. Actually, I think you can view here by, um, they have like, this thing is so cool here. They they show you like all. It's like some sort of ridiculous breakdown of like everything you could ever want to know about Wheel of Time. Um. By, I mean, it's got like everything. So it's like uh, nationality, word count, like how many words. <clears throat> the fires of heaven, some women join the circus. Yeah, I, th there we go. Okay. Yeah. The fires yeah. of heaven is my, is my least favorite. Uh, is my least favorite book. I thought they, I thought that maybe they showed you like how often a character was in it, but I guess, but I guess not. Yeah. Um. So yeah, anyways, but back to just just the idea that like the Great Hunt and the Dragon Reborn com combo combining those, uh, I think is doable. I, and I'm with you. I actually think, I'm actually starting to think even more, man. We might be pulling even more into into season two because before we saw Rand, before we saw episode eight where Rand said he's going to go off like by himself, my thought was, Padonfain steals the horn, and then it's okay. The hunt is going on after him, and you send Perrin off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I almost felt like you could start to begin to pull Perrin White Cloak stuff that takes place in the Shadow Rising book four because they have done a great job of building the White Cloaks up and maybe have that's Perrin's arc in season two but mm -hmm. now they've shifted it around so I think especially since they gave Perrin the sort of stare down with Padon Fane mm -hmm. I think that I actually think Rand is going to be off by himself next season, much like he is in the Dragon Reborn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think Perrin is going to be the one leading the hunt for the horn next season. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. That works. And also like if, if uh, Rand does do anything and he does go anywhere into the IEO waste, you could then weave in some, some shadow rising stuff. I mean, you could start to exactly. kind of, uh, do something you wanted to even fires of heaven stuff um <laughs> as crazy yeah, as that sounds if if you want to get some ideal stuff yeah like prior to them leaving yeah maybe in all honesty maybe maybe i don't know man maybe next season they don't end with what we've thought is the dragon reborn tier and calendar maybe you move that back here and maybe your big, maybe your big sort of season two for Ooh. Rand, Cooladin, is he actually fights Cooladin and kills him? Yeah, man, be crazy. And then he's got the Aiel army at his back, and he's not just the Dragon Reborn; he is he who comes with the dawn. That would be interesting. We are thinking like Falma, um, uh, Tyr, 
you know, in season two, but it could be season three. And then, like you said, you shift some stuff around. And he, if he goes on a great walkabout and he goes in, into the IO waste, could do a lot of that stuff while everyone else is still uh, doing their thing. And Perrin's leading the hunt. Matt's going into Camelin. Uh, it might be too many people in two different places. I'm not so sure if that's if it's too much. Uh, but yeah, just just a think tank here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Skip the great hunt. It's pointless. Go to tier and merge it with Falma. Calendar is good enough to confirm Rand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it seems like it seems like where they're going is that Rand is going to be doing IEL stuff. And yeah, that's books four and five. Mm-hmm. So maybe Rand is doing stuff in season two, like book four and five stuff. Yeah, Matt doesn't have to go to the IEL waste. I have no idea what they're doing with Matt next season. I guess Matt does <sighs> just hang out with Rand for a while and it's kind of just crazy, right? He's just so going. I'm gonna have to say this is what I guess what I'm starting to think. I think you're going to move everyone into sort of pairs next season. I think Matt is likely to do stuff with Tom. Matt and Tom will meet up. And even though a lot of their stuff is like happening here, you'll shift it to here where they're like, I want to get out and go do our own thing. Nynaeve, Egwene, and Elaine will be at the tower training. And I think that's where you can start to do... That's where you can start to do like the lore building because it's it's like going to Hogwarts. Okay, we're going to learn defense against the dark arts, right? And what the dark arts are and why they're important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's where you can sort of do a lot of your world building, lore building, explaining why the bad guys are bad and why we should be scared of them. So I actually don't expect much from the girls next season outside of that. I do think, and somebody had a comment here, um, that we will begin to get some more Leandrin stuff going on and Suwan gets sacked. I do think that's going to happen. And then we're, she's going to move into like trying to find Sidar in season three with possibly Logan and men. I think men will show up at the tower next season. Wow. There's so a lot. much. <laughs> There's a lot. Season two is going to be big. The big questions is I don't really know what Moraine is going to be doing. Moraine's Nothing. like the one. Moraine's the one that's like, I have no idea what she's going to be doing. I can see sort of a path with everyone else, but I don't, I don't see a path with her except trying to get healed. Maybe as this is going to sound crazy. Maybe Moraine's goal next season is going to be like totally off book. And she's mm-hmm. going to be seeking out someone who she thinks she can heal her. And it's going to be, what's her name? Uh, Cast Dane or Cad Swain. Yeah. Okay. Something crazy, like like bringing her in. Like yeah. Totally. Like, like just total different. Guys, who was the cat? There was a casting. I always say Kat, Katsuen's, uh I always say her name wrong. Um, but I think it was a casting confirmation, or that people were talking about an early casting for her, which would be, uh, pretty wild. You know, the other thing I was thinking is that maybe just like Pot on Fane, you got to pay Rosen Pike quite a bit of money to do this, but still, maybe she just pops in like Pot on Fane an episode or two. You're gonna see her just like for one or two quick shots. And she's just searching, doing something. And at the end, she's there to help Rand with a couple of Forsaken, and she's leveled up in some way. Who knows, right? Are they gonna Are they gonna do Snake and Foxes? I don't think so. See, I don't know. Like, um, I actually thought if more Rain was stilled or or she needed to learn something, that is a place she could she could go for some answers. Um, I, I don't know. That's uh, and I also thought Matt, like, he's gonna he's gonna get there at some point. He's gonna get uh, the Foxhead Medallion. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Moraine, yeah, Moraine needs Tom. to. Yeah, well, she needs to um, run into Tom. 
What if they totally change it and Matt? I guess Matt could go with Perrin on the hunt for the horn. Yeah, and the dagger and the dagger. Yeah, he could. He could because he needs something to do. You still need to put people, like you said, in pairs and put them in groups. Um, so it's it's a lot to think that like Rand is going to be on his own. Perrin's doing the hunt for the horn. Matt is going to to Tarvalin, then to Camelin, and then. Egwene, Nynaeve um, are at the tower. Moraine is on her own. Swan, you know, it's, and this is the prize. This is why it's always been such a daunting thing to, to say we got eight episodes. Hopefully we have 10, by the way. Hopefully we have 10 episodes. You know what I mean? There's there's a there's an online petition for it. Um, yeah. Will we get to see Rand's sword fight with the Shan Chan Lord in Falma move to tier? Yeah, and so that's a really cool moment where he does, where he becomes a blade master and stuff like that. Like these are all things that are really going to be on that board. Like, like where and how do you do these things? Um, is it is it going to be a different blade master? Maybe like someone was mentioning that the events of Falma or the Shanchen could be dealt with by by someone else, and, and maybe who ran and, and more rain are fighting in tier. Um, is is maybe he fights a different blade master or something? I, yeah, mm, yeah. Rand will need boot camp before fighting a blade master. I agree. Yeah, 100%. yeah. We haven't but seen any seems- of that. It doesn't. We haven't seen. We really haven't seen any of that. And then, I don't know. I guess maybe Rand's gonna. Is there a blade master over there in the Iel waste? He's gonna train against. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. God, people would lose their mind if Iel started to like. If they did something like that, like they'd <laughs> lose their mind. I mean, I guess um, you could, you could, you could maybe show him training with them, like hand to hand, like combat, because they're so sweet. Even though he uses a sword and they use they use spears to just sort of level him up, and then you could introduce, and then that would sort of. I guess show him a little bit as just like, okay, well, he's been training with these guys. He's that's why he's a hardcore warrior. But then and then later move into Blade Master. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys looking at the prophecy to figure out what's going to happen? Well, they haven't really introduced the prophecy. So we're what just prophecy? To, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking at what exists in the books in the near future that we can kind of move and entirely shift around to try to make some yeah, this. This guy's I mean, been the only thing... all night. He's been <laughs> on it all night. No problem. So what's the point? I mean, it's been, it's true. The um, only thing we know is we're past season one and this is where we're at and we have all of this to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so yeah, there are things like, we were talking about the forsaken earlier and, and fires of heaven and ravine and, and some of these things that you could kind of merge and, and, and move around or, or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it is um it's a lot i'm all i thought we were all i thought we had the great hunt and the dragon reborn down consolidated until i started going through all the characters and was like what the heck are you gonna do you're gonna introduce baron but like moraine's just gonna be a cameo from from time to time well it was i was on board for it until i still kind of am but the problem is rand right is that now rand going off on his own throws everything and let's yeah let, 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 let's let's mean. talk about something that i think so this is so will i completely ignore galad and, and, and god i'm gonna come back to what matt was just saying there too so the idea look at look at loyal loyal was kind of majorly i think not shortchanged, but like well how close to it like right he's a big time character but yet not big enough he's not one of the emmons fielders he's not a taviran he's not what he's, he's he's our ogier uh representative and you've got these guys like galad and gawain who are big and who are huge and who are important one to the white cloaks and then one to Egwene, and they will matter. But do, do, do can you bring them in yet? I mean, do you have to maybe wait? 
do you, do you push this further down the line? Um, if you're going to bring in Elaine, why not bring them in at the same time? You know, it's right. I mean, the cast Loyal, is growing. They brought Loyal in at roughly the same spot. He kind of serves the same purpose in book one that he does here. Like he still helped them navigate through the ways. It really loyal to me is like he's much bigger in like book two when they go to the steading and yeah, which is everyone I'll, saying cut. <laughs> All right, you I, know, like, prob- it probably probably, it probably will. It, like it, it probably, won't be as yeah. I have a feeling a lot of the stuff with the O gear is just gonna get cut. Yeah, like I, I think, like, which is I mean, loyal's already got cut by yeah. put on fame in the stomach. Yeah. Um, he got because he got stabbed. You know, he got cut. You get it? It's a joke, ass. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, he's, he's sorry. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me just real quickly just do just in recap, go over a couple things. And I'm just gonna list these characters off, and then you gotta think of pairs who they're gonna be with. You've got Rand doing his thing, Perrin possibly finding the horn, Matt is still in Tarvalin. Uh, you've got Egwene uh and Nynaeve back in the tower. You've got Suan is there. All the tower people can be, you know, condensed. Moraine's doing her thing. Varen has to do, uh, has to be introduced. I, th- I feel like that's that's been kind of largely confirmed. Fayil's going to get Wolfen in here. They might meet her along the way. Min is still around. Elaine has to be introduced. Galad and Gawain. Um, yeah, and Fayil. And Fayil's not and even when, when does Fayil show up? Book four? I don't think we meet her till book yeah, four, right? Yeah, it's uh, the Dragon Reborn, I think. Is it in the Dragon Reborn? Uh, you guys correct me. I can't remember. Is it in the Dragon Reborn we meet her, or is it in Shadow? No, I think you're right. I think it is the Dragon Reborn we meet her, but then her and Perrin get married in Shadow Rising. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, kind of like their big moment. Yeah, yeah. And then there's characters that we're assuming are already cut, like Elida. And that yeah, Leandrin right. is just going well, to be and, Matt, that, and that Leandrin is just going to be Elida. Matt, then there's the unexpected thing like Alana was like huge in season one with her warders, and they're gonna keep her around. And I'll just say this like, not that her role is not significant, but it's kind of secondary to uh Varen for a little while. It becomes significant when she attaches herself to Rand, but yet is I don't she's she, Elias, dude. I think I think they've already said Elias isn't happening. He's out. He's out. Here in the sniffers out. Elias is out. The Green Man is out. Okay. Do you think they had just a list of characters and they said cut, cut, cut? You know, got is Barrelane out? You know, real quick, I want. I was trying to find this. There was an interview with Rafe Judkins where he was talking about. like what he's how he's had like screaming matches with the woman who's like the lore master for the show or like remember that like it was like oh yeah Sarah interview. Nakamura or whatever it is. Sarah Nakamura or whatever and like I, there was one interview where he joked about um naming one interview. like yellow Aja members or something no there's yeah. one where he there's one there's one interview where he joked and he said something about like he once joked with her and would like sent her something like hey can you find a way for us to like cut this person. And it's like a super important character. And you like would get back to her eight hours later as like as like a joke. It's like you just wasted that woman's day. Jeez. Oh, oh my. Is <laughs> I mean, is that is there that how a, we're spending there, re- our, I, the money? I know. I want I'm trying to find it. I'm trying, I'm trying to find it. But I do you remember that me. it was early on. Remember, like he there were yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of those. I think it's maybe on one of his Instagram things, yeah, where he was he said that like early on was like Oh, I um, 
yeah, you know, like we would get into screaming matches over. She'd be like, you have to do this. And then they're like the Manethrin thing. Like they fought incredibly hard to keep it like, like super hard to keep it. Right. Right. No, I remember there was like, um, I ever, the one that thing I remember was like, they're talking about Aes Sedai and like coming up with a name for a character. And people were just like looking in the book and randomly pulling out names that they thought were like, okay, maybe it's this person. And he's like, are you kidding me? That person's hugely important. But like, the, the way these characters get introduced in the book series is that their second wave. I mean, you have like there there are batches like you've got the Salidar, uh, Rebel Aes Sedai, and like the the sitters there are important. The ones who uh, we see in Ebu Dar are are they kind of stick together is. and they're important. Found it. Boom. Yeah. Sweet. Let me read. I'm going to read this Reddit post read here. It. I'm going to pull. I'm going to pull it up. I was I was finding it because these people basically rail on Rafe. Um, and they talk about how this. So uh, let's not blame Sarah Nakamura. Evidence that she fought. Uh, the good fight against most like most i was disappointed in the season i've been reading a ton online from others who feel just the same but i think it's important to put the blame where the blame belongs show supporters have already started constructing a narrative to dismiss everyone who criticizes the show uh you know whatever it goes on here all that stuff um so he says i've seen mixed comments you know i'll uh this is from let's start from this quote from Rafe in a tweet. There were moments where a, a thrilled room of writers would go. We've cracked it. It's amazing. But can insert book canon person place thing be inserted to non canon idea instead? And Sarah's resounding uh, and Sarah's resounding um, withering stare would tell us to go back to the drawing board. Uh, R.I.P. Perrin talking to a bear. Um, so this person goes on and. Uh, this is just some, some more comments from Rafe about Sarah Nakamura, who is out there fighting the good fight. All right. She's 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 the one person in there. She's the light. Says I have Sarah Nakamura uh, talk me through the long term ramifications of any changes so that we can get what's going to happen. Sometimes to drive her crazy, I will send a casual email that's just like, hey, can you work up a long term ramifications list if we kill Tom? And just keep uh, going like it's a total Norma day as she collapses as a human being. Then tell her we're not going to kill him. I think it helps keep her on her toes, but she probably disagrees. Ha ha. You're kidding me. I'm not, dude. These are, look, dude. These are, I mean, they, they have links to these comments. These are legit comments from Rafe, man. Um, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Go back to the, what's the other one? So. She wasn't even in the room for a lot of decision. They just asked her for information. Uh, hold on. Let's go. There was to say. Um, even if Rafe is just joking about Tom, that's evidence of how loosely they were playing with the story and how the, and how the best she could do was play defense. Same with the description from another tweet. Um, what does that tweet say? That final one. Every writer oh. receives. Yeah. Um, every writer receives a document when they begin the script put together by our book expert, Sarah, that breaks down every scene in the episode and gives specific dialogue and scene references from all the books for it, especially for scenes that aren't from the books at all. We will find scenes from the books with the same characters together or talking about the same thing thematically. That said, predictably, almost all the dialogue in the show is not from the books so as to sound as natural as possible with our locations, actors, scenes as they played. I remember that. We, you and I actually read that once. We read that on a, on a YouTube video because I remember him say I remember him saying that. Um, and again, that's that's true. You can't you sometimes you can't pull like direct lines. You do have to sort of change it up to make it look like it's going to work mm -hmm. for oh, yeah. Yeah. for stuff like that. Um, so this person ends up going on and they just rail on they just rail on Rafe. But I mean, I do have to say, especially like it was kind of funny at first, like because I'm think I'm like remembering some of these tweets and stuff like that. 
But uh, to see now, it's almost like, dude, do you have like a blatant disregard for some of this? Like, like some of this stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Someone put it out of a comment here that it's it's more of like this, these these books are they're the background. They're 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 the um, it's and I get that that it's the world that it's an ad, it's an adaptation uh, that I hopefully that was a one time thing. And right. even if it was one, right. time, I mean, because that would be really ridiculous. I think you meant that in jest. I, I'm hope I would hope. Right. Because that's ridiculous. If that's the case, if that's a normal if that's an everyday thing, that's that's a joke. It's right. not. There's no way that it can be, right? It had that. It would be uh, a joke. Who, who knows? But, um, but yeah. And, and you know what, though? I, I say this. I'm glad. To, I'm glad to have read that and said, okay, she's doing the work that says, okay, hey, what if you kill loyal? What are the long term ramifications of that? Yeah, you might want to know what they are. <laughs> I mean, you would want to know, and that's that is the thing. So I guess like. You know what? What if they just decided to kill? Like, what if they the people who didn't know the story and they said, "All right, we got these characters. We get kind of the, we we've read the first three books, but what if we just kill Matt? Like, what if we just do that? We just think, what like, is he that important? Are you kidding me? Like, like yeah. those are the kind of devastating things to like. That's an extreme one using it uh, extremely, but yeah, you got to be careful. I mean, you you don't want to to do something that's really gonna have long lasting effects, you know? So. Yeah, and how much? Because there are things like I've I brought up with Elida, like the Leandrin Elida merger. Well, then, like the effects of that, like someone has to represent the other, the White Tower, and be the the Omerlin seat. Someone has to have the gift of foretelling. Um, yeah, he did. Rafe did say that Loyal is alive. By the way, I mean, yeah, he did. He did. He did. I guess. I guess though is again, like even Loyal being alive right now for me is still a question not that he is alive or he's not but like the ramifications of stabbing loyal with the shadar logoth dagger whether he lives or dies you have either ruined one or ruined the other Mm -hmm. and then i look at i just look at other moments in this season where again i think like the step in stuff man i just feel i feel like it was a waste of time Mm-hmm. unless it's gonna unless it's gonna be like a big deal like in season two three four and five like it comes back later i feel like you could use that to expand more on other things like we could have gotten more loyal in episode five instead of Stefan's funeral yeah yeah for sure and that's where though like they are yeah they, they it was to the mm, expect to give more of it because it's also mixed in with the low gain story a little bit. Um, maybe they're going to talk more about the battle Aja, the green Aja water bond. Why not just, you know? why not just, why not just kill water why, bonds why are important later. So they like, are, get, but like, but uh, I thought, so the whole, I mean, okay. The whole deal with the bonds and why it's important is because, and as they've already started building, it's the idea that Lan is bonded to Moraine and he loves Nynaeve. That's it. Yeah. As far as season one is concerned, the whole importance of it is that Lan is bonded to Moraine and he loves Nynaeve. That's it. Uh huh. Yes. A- and but also, also, you could have you could have easily just have killed Stepin. Right. So the other thing is too, you can you can pick and choose when to do this. Let's let's go over this for a second because like we don't know how long that they're going, how quickly they're going to accelerate things. For for example, um. 
spoiler alert here uh, for, for some folks, like Alana um, has Bond's rant. Right. You know, um, that like, what if Alana is killed? You know, what would that do to the Dragon Reborn? So when do you want to explain the consequences of of losing of the bond between the water like it's it's a memory of light spoiler but it's like that's that's kind of the that's that see you could have chose to do that later right is is the whole point in season one does it matter to us no but if you're trying to lay a breadcrumb in season one that pays off in season eight it is right there uh alana's spoiler sacrifice later on saves right a lot you know so like if that that is why they're explaining i think this water bond and and i, and I didn't want to i don't want to go into that but that's why when you're when you're adapting the whole series from book one to 14 and you want to lay a breadcrumb in season one that pays off at the end like like you said earlier matt there's a roadmap here there is a good roadmap and if you know where they might go that might be a reason why they do it now did they need to spend that much time on it is it that like is it, it unless they're really gonna play play that up a bit more in the series and where they're going to get there faster i mean like i don't know like they, like they might i mean again like the girls all bond it's it's a water bond they all do water right. bond with like like you've seen brigida like that that happened yeah, yeah, yeah. in lane and then rand they're, they're all like they're all bonded uh lands uh, uh bond is passed on to Nynaeve, um Egwene, gawain all of it so that i think is why they did it and they chose but it's i i don't know that they need to need to spend it was the funeral, right? Maybe that people are, are like a bit, that's a bit much, right? That was the part that the funeral felt more unnecessary than explaining why he was going crazy and wanted vengeance and was trying to kill Logan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess it's a, for me, I guess the, the thing is, is you have X amount of time to explain things that needed to that need to be explained and in a television or any on-screen adaptation to me this just might be my thing where you succeed in any story is by as by building your villain or your villains to be as ruthless evil maniacal as possible i'll give you two examples thor dark world I love Thor. I love Thor. I think Chris Hemsworth is great as Thor. I love Christopher Eccleston. He was amazing as Doctor Who. He's been great in everything. He has like by far one of the least amount of time as a villain on screen of any Marvel movie. He like he's barely in the movie. So then when you go to fight him at the end, it doesn't feel like it matters or is important because you've barely seen the guy. He doesn't yeah. do anything important or whatever. The Dark Knight, total opposite. You might as well call that movie the Joker because the Joker's in it almost. It feels yeah. like more than Batman. And so every time he's on screen, it feels bad and evil and scary and all this stuff. I feel like you could have taken the time that we showed with Steppen, who's like, you know, not really book, big, important, whatever character. Yeah. You could have spent that time talking more about the dark one, talking more about the forsaken, talking more about Padon Fane to make right. the impact of them feel more significant. Like in the end, when Padon Fane shows up and stabs loyal, it's like, who's this guy again? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I get you. And that's, again, that's the, the disadvantage of having eight episodes versus 10. Because right. actually, because what is, I'll, 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 I'll make a case for what Rafe did with the, uh, and this is full spoilers. Uh, I, I'll make a case for what Rafe did with, with Stefan, right? Is that he, maybe he didn't need to go a whole half an episode with it, but somewhere along the line, because it is so important to how the light wins this right. one thing, it does need to be there. Whether you spend now, do, now the argument is, do you need to spend 30 minutes on it or five or 10? But it needs to be significant enough that the audience remembers it because it is Alana's, I believe, and you guys correct me if I'm, I'm wrong in the comments, but it's Alana's releasing of her bond with Rand that saves sort of the day. It's that, and we know that, that him going possibly berserk or him losing his eye to eye or someone who's bound to him would be kind of, um, that would be what was going to, that was the dark one or the, 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 you know, dark one's army, like their plan to kind of, to kind of do that. So it's a big payoff later on. It's just how much time do you spend on it? And that's, and, right. and when and where do you do it? And right now it's not, it's one of those things that you look at. And this is why I said it earlier when you brought it up, it is like, yeah, look at other places where, um, so is that necessary over like, maybe the, is there another place where in which you, 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 you pull back on, I don't know, other ro other, other, um, gosh, I don't know, relationships or whatever, and not really, and and then build up the dark, like build up the villain. Cause you're right. You do have to build up the, the, the like pot on fame. You do have to build up the, the, the villain and all that kind of stuff you do. But I just, I don't know. Like I, I, I yeah, it's when that, when I know they're going to use that possibly as a big right. thing at the, at the end, that's the, that's the, that's the, uh, right. and I, and zip I, it no, all together kind of thing, you know? And I agree with that and I'm fine with that. But early on, like your earliest stage stuff needs to be the most simple is the way I view it is the way is like your early, your earliest stage stuff should be, here's the villain and here's why yeah. he's bad. And yeah, you slowly, yeah. Introdu yeah, you slowly introduce that other stuff. You don't need to set up deep, deeper, deeper level stuff. I do feel like I know people are saying, talking about the water bond and stuff like that, but we already kind of talked about it in the episode before. And then we're going to talk about it in this episode you know, as, as well, but then the rest of the season is Moraine's just masking her bond. So it does, it feels less important because it's yeah. like, well, actually I don't need, I don't need, I don't need it. So why yeah. did we build it up here if it's not going to be important? But then on the flip side where they actually do a good job is by, is the dynamic of Moraine talking about, you know, Moraine with talk, talking with Lan about how, oh, you like, I like her, you know, the wisdom. Because Lan is not moving with Nynaeve. So we're actually already getting this like bond thing with Nynaeve being, I can't marry you, and you know, wisdom never marry, all that stuff. Like, yeah. So I feel like we were still getting that bond stuff. I just view that as to me, if I were to pick any section that I would cut away from from season one outside of, you know, like episode eight, boom, I feel like you could have really, especially because we were in the White Tower for the first time. You could have expanded loyal a little bit who could have like given Rand a history lesson or something or like, oh, what's yeah. this book you're reading or whatever. And it's right in the middle of the season. And you could have really fleshed out a lot of the like yeah. order stuff or you could have talked about loose Theron or like, oh, this is this mountain you said you saw. Like, here's the importance of it and why it's a big deal. And uh yeah for sure i mean there's there's stuff in the two rivers you could have done the same stuff with too i like, like that you could right. go 
I mean, you, you're you're picking one point. I know. You can go to yeah, yeah, and you right. You could go to the two rivers and do that almost anywhere. Where I'll agree with you is that like the way I think they could have accomplished the same thing with with the step and stuff is instead. Someone said it in the comments. Instead of having him have this less, like basically show him go berserk, attack low gain, and get killed, and then just get yeah. killed right there, and just don't ha don't move on with the whole funeral bringing the ring back you know all that kind of stuff and just say man that's what happens when you lose your eyes to die or when the water bond is broken and really just like go for it and just go crazy because then you didn't take as much time like matt is saying you can use it for yeah. different things which is fine so i'm not disagreeing with you at all about like reducing it or changing it i just think that it's like somewhere you had to do it now i don't i don't even know that you had to do it with that character though because in the book they don't right i mean right in the book it's just mentioned but i think it's like something that they're going to play up don't when okay when you're in the mind of Rafe in the writers' room, the fact that they gave it that much attention is the only reason why I'm thinking like, well, shoot, they must it's really be. A, it, they must they really believe it's important. Yeah, and, and that and then and that's something that they're holding on which, to. So which just which just causes me to question. You think that's which just causes me to question. You think that's more important than like? Well, that's why I'm saying uh -oh. showing us a guy in episode one who's yeah. going to be like the guy who. Yeah. steals the horn of valir and the dagger at the end of episode eight yeah and always all they say is it's the horn of all they say is it's the horn of freaking valir bloody valir is what uno yeah. said but if yeah. you're if you're just a show watcher only you're like what are they talking about well yeah and, and the other thing too um so i brought this up earlier the fact that they see the fact that alana is in this and that she has as big of a role as she does and they did the water thing means like they must really be going for this storyline over others and they're they're emphasizing it more and that's shocking to me i'm actually with people i'm like i am actually right. shocked that it's a thing um but right. you wonder There's why a, you know yeah uh how do you even say this guy's name stannis loss uh stannis loss i don't know he had one earlier saying something about padan peekaboo and it was it was hilarious that was hilarious, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was hilarious. but he has another one here we needed to say the uh dark we need to see the dark one's impact on the world right now to explain moraine's sense of urgency and reinforce it through the episodes yeah, that's where i agree I, I i just i felt i felt like the there was no weight to like what was what was kind of going but i mean to be fair a little bit the eye of the world itself the first book is kind of like that you're and I, I've I, when we read it in the podcast, I kind of said the same thing where I'm just like, I don't know, man, it doesn't really feel like it's that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And OK, Alan. Yeah, no, I get you. Um, There are things here. So like we've brought up the prophecy. We've brought up like the dark one lore, like like forks, uh, forsaken stuff like, dude, you chose you chose. So here's here's to Matt's point and, and to credit on all the stuff we were just talking about there. You chose not to give us more lore on the dark one. Uh, understanding of his prison uh the forsaken and you did chose to emphasize the water bond so i that's where i'm like it's it, you can choose to do different things and i just saw a comment there from alan bird about it and it's like yeah just call mean, me stan can do yeah there we go thanks um yeah yeah and stan's had great freaking comments all night about the prophecy and stuff like that's another thing too matt like you, where's yeah. he's mentioned it over and over again take a bit away from the step in arc or, or storyline and or in that if you're going to include him and, and you're going to have that whole the, talk about the prophecies, right? Talk right. about the lore, make it lore building. And, and that's it not was more just about more rain. And right. like uh, their, their dinners must be boring because they don't talk much. I mean, I get that. That's kind of right. You know, I mean, this, first of all, like the guy who 
played Stepan was great. And like the He's acting great. was phenomenal and everything. And it was super cool to see all that. Yeah. yeah. But when you're on a limited time schedule every minute matters. matters yeah yeah it, it it matters man i mean that's that's just where i'm at yeah i, I guess I where think, i'm thinking and I'm, i think they were trying to to make us feel the loss of that um of that Aes Sedai as well too and i think they were just trying to do kind of like you know and it's, it's cool it's it's awesome but like you said where we start to criticize the series is like hey where is the prophecies where where was pot on fane during all this where could we not have gotten a conversation with him right. in, in some like murdraw or or some you know could we have gotten more of that? Cause it, that's why the last episode feels like it feels like it doesn't hit as much. And I'm like, I don't know. That's just, yeah, where I'm at. Other than that, that's my only, that's my only real gripe about the season though, um, was just that the way it all was strung together at the end. And then did all the, um, decisions you made along the way pay off. And I felt like they were going to, it just, it's just the way they execute it. It's, I don't know. It's like it's like I felt like leading into it, we were really good, and then we get there, and we just don't I even know. like. And it's like hit a brick wall, literally. It's like Pfft. I don't know what happened. I don't even know how to. Really it was like it. it was like whiplash. We're just like, okay, man, this is good. This is good. What the hell just happened? Like, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Okay, here's a, when do we get the prophecies in the book? It's not until um, mid book series that we get substantial prophecies. Um, not really. I mean, the first time we meet Min, she gives us Min and Min in the eye of the world tells you basically what how the whole thing's gonna go. Yeah, let me see. I mean, yeah, there. I mean, I think there's always like little tricklings. Um, you mean like, I think they mean like the characters experiencing it. I know, uh, Rand, uh, definitely. I think it's in the Dragon Reborn where he starts to really contemplate right. them as well. Um, and so is was there more in the Great Hunt too? Um, I know more. Rain is is the one, uh, seeking information about that too, so she can help Rand with it. But I feel like. It's all that time Rand spends, especially in the Dragon Reborn in Tier, like prior to learning, like that he makes the decision to go to the sword that's not a sword, and like in the stone, the whole thing. Exactly. Calendar, right? Like that's he reads the prophecies and, and, and decides to go there. Now, you could still do that early in season two. And I think we'll, we'll, we can pick that up. And that's what Stan's been saying all along, which is like, hey, they're not there right now. Like there's not been a lot of mention, but there was a book, there was a, a slight reference to it. So I feel like they'll, yeah. they'll come on strong in season two with it. And, um, and we'll get there because he even sits up in his room in tear, doesn't he? And he, and he decides what Reflex. to do yeah. next. Um, yeah. Like, do you go to the waste? And yeah, he's asking Tom about it and he's, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Great thoughts though, guys. These are good. Um, Great thoughts. So, okay. Guys, so let's, all right. So let's, we'll just, we'll kind of, I think we, we and as we're moving into two and a half hours here, we can kind of just close up. So just, I guess, general thoughts on season one just as a as a review here what like what what did what are just your thoughts on on season one as a as okay yeah i i i think like um i i i enjoyed the i thought the acting was great i said every episode i kept thinking like wow it's good and and what's what where i'll get into some negatives here is like i didn't notice the acting for uh rand until much later why because he took a back seat for the first half of the series so that can be a critique but once he did once i saw him step up i mean he's shooting the bow and he's he's seeking the void it's it's awesome and i'm loving it so i thought the acting was really good i loved a lot of the um lan nynaeve dynamic i thought more rain was awesome um i felt really confident all the way up through episode seven and i felt like it was a really good story it had me guessing it had me trying to figure out where we were going to go with these things um and i just didn't think it finished 
if you want to look talk about season one as a whole, I didn't think it really uh, got to. It just, didn't it was, play four quarters football. Yeah, you know, you get them up, right? Get it four quarters. Man. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I don't know that it like, like I don't know that we. It was still good, and it still leaves a lot of questions and a lot to speculate about. And it's it's a decent setup, but it wasn't like something that was like at the end. You know, game. I mean, beheading of of Eddard Stark is is one of those that's, like that's actually not the season finale. I know, right? People, but but it's so big that people forget it's not the season finale. Yeah, which is crazy. So there, but I'm there wasn't even there wasn't a moment like that though. You know, like that. I didn't feel like there was right. in in this like whether it be the second to last or even the last episode. I know the Chandlers do a great job and all that. They're they're burning out and stuff. But like you said, they they they're near dead. The they're books, brought back. But in the books, it's Rand. It's Rand. Yeah, and so. Had all that I been think, tied into one one person and one epic moment, I think it would have like hit harder. Um, but I don't know, you know. It just so so to me, it was it was good all around. I was I was locked in. I was I was good. I was even good with some of the changes. Um, and now I'm looking at it, wondering, okay, why did they give certain characters more screen time? Why did they push certain plot lines or whatever forward or advance them? And why did they do the thing with Perrin and his wife? You know, I'm asking those questions. So it's got me asking good questions and, and thinking about. Uh, season two, I think it was beautifully shot. I thought th- like the COVID stuff and all the, the, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, right. With Matt, not coming back, Barney Harris and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I Barney really, Harris knocked it out of the park. Yeah. He did a great job. He did a great job. I just think like that is something that it was a hurdle that they did navigate. It did work, but maybe it had something to do with like the awkwardness of the last episode. I don't know. Um, so yeah, but for, for me overall, I said early on, I was, I was given an A. I could, I could be, talked into like a B plus or whatever. I still felt like it was that good all because of the first seven episodes. I don't know where they lost me in, in the last episode, but they did. And I have to admit that normally I don't normally as is like really pulling every string you can to make it seem like this was awesome. You know what I mean? It was epic, but they truly did something happen in that episode that I don't get. I don't know what, what it was. Maybe they wanted that, that feeling. I don't know that, that you're left leaving or you want the audience feeling like they want more, but yeah, that's kind of my, my thoughts on season one, just in general. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I yeah, man, a lot of people are saying I think a lot of people are, are kind of on the same thing here. Just looking at the chat, a lot of people are like, man, you know, there were definitely parts I liked, definitely ready for us. Like, I still want more, even though I didn't like that final episode. Sure. Yeah, there's de- there's definitely parts. And I think that's sort of a, a success is that at the end of the day, we all are sitting here wanting more. Another um, shot. Yeah, man. You know, I generally loved episode like episode one. I just loved and I think yeah. and I still go back to it. And it's just because a lot I saw so much of all of the stuff. Like getting the hype and like doing it live streaming with you guys, um, which, by the way, let me just say, get that out out of, out of the way first. Um, the live streaming and watching this show with you guys and coming on and talking every oh. week is literally the single most fun thing ever. It's yeah. just so awesome. Like so many people in the chat that we've like been seeing this whole time. MJ Daniel. Um, uh, it, oh, Copy I, to pasty. Uh, Copy to pasty exactly. I mean, some other people. There was a what's his name, Red Five, uh, Dragon Alan down. Burr, Dragon Down. A lot of you guys um, have all been on here hanging out with us the entire time. If yeah. I, I obviously didn't get to everybody, but it's been so there's, much there's fun. T- there was there's so many of you guys. T- there's so many. It's so awesome. Uh, just coming on. So anyway, so the the hype and the excitement. So episode one, like I loved. Episode two, I I felt like um, when I watched it the first time, the white cloaks again man just seeing them and seeing them more menacing we were like this is crazy this is like super yeah it's cool. crazy yeah it was awesome 
Um, Shadar Lagat ended up being like, eh, it wasn't, I guess it didn't end up being like as cool as I thought it would be, but it was still, it was still kind of good. Episode three, once Tom sets on, even though his song kind of had, he has this like raspy, you know, whatever kind of voice, I still liked it. And I still think he's good. And I definitely just want way more Tom Marilyn. Uh, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. cause I, I want, I want more. Right. Then, um, things kind of change around for me. I don't know. I kind of episode four for me, like with, naive and the potentially being the dragon thing like it was exciting but i'm just like not a big naive fan so i i sure. in, in, internally i was like like you know like clenching my fist because i'm just not a naive fan and i was like are you kidding me it's like if, if they're gonna make anybody the dragon it, that besides rand it needs to be a gwayne um mm-hmm. and uh but it, whatever it was still, it was so good exciting low game was freaking sick and then i really felt like man what like I felt by like at, by the end of episode three, like three through seven is like they've hit their yeah. stride and it's just climbing. And it just felt like each week it was just yeah. good, good, yeah. good stuff. And then, yeah, eight, uh, episode seven cold opening with Tigraine was freaking like unreal. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then we had episode eight and I was like, man, what's going on? And I felt like they just, yeah, they just didn't know what they were, didn't know what they were doing. And it was a downside, but all in all, I'm still excited for season two. I still had a great time. I actually think I love the score. I'm a big music person. So for me, I, I yeah. actually I love the intro opening. I think it's cool. I think the score is very cool. Um, Daniel Henney is land for me is like the standout of the season. If I have to pick one person uh, as like as a cast member, oh, I definitely yeah. want I definitely want more Rand. Yeah. Perrin and the Wolves was cool. But uh, yeah, for me, I'd have to say honestly, like Valda, it might be like my my second favorite, just because as yeah. a villain, he just kills it. It was I mean, good. he just he kills it as a yeah. as a as a villain. And when you have that's my big thing is when you have good villains, he was yeah. by far the most menacing villain of the whole thing. Yeah, way way more than the dark one. Like right, yeah know, that that dark, that needs some work. Yeah, he's the best villain of this of the season, and it's, it's yeah. I didn't think I didn't think it's close. Yeah, so I was yeah, he was really 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 good as he crushed it out of the park. Mm-hmm. So definitely excited. So there's, again, there's a lot of good pieces, and I feel like it's like I feel like you know if you consider this to be a, a rough draft, I feel like okay now you. Now you can reflect on season two and you and you can say, okay, what do they like? What didn't they like? Sure. And then and then yeah. uh go forward. My biggest sort of criticism, if I have to pick one thing, in all honesty, would be I felt like even less than the idea that they're building up the dark one to be this big villain, I actually feel like where they didn't hit anything out of the park was they spent the entire season talking about why the dragon are born is such a big deal. And then really the only thing we actually ever see is Nynaeve when they think she's the dragon and she does like the, you know, super heal everyone. Mm-hmm. And then when it's Rand's turn it he, it didn't feel it felt weird because like, they're in a stasis state and it was, and then, and then in the books, he's the one that uses lightning to blow everyone up and they change it towards all the girls. And so it's like right now, I don't feel like being the dragon. Is that really that cool of a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it got way slowed down and it got way. You know what I mean? Like that. That was the other thing, too, is it really shrank down to this, like him showing him other like a, like a Gwen and, and a baby and a child and all this stuff. And it just felt 
uh, like you said, yeah, like the, like the dragon didn't have the, the power. They were going to throw the dragon there and they were going to just like toss him right in front of the dark one and say, boom, he's going to explode and go crazy. And that just, you know, he has that moment where he turns the, the, the thing, but you know, great comment here. Did you ever think we'd be saying we want more white cloaks? I know. No, no, never. I didn't think <laughs> never. that at all. <laughs> like, yeah, they landed that. Never. That was good. They, that they, was good. yeah. They made the white cloaks way more awesome than they've ever been. Hey, even the subtlety and like Jeffrey Bornhold and his demeanor towards Moraine, my lady getting aid and stuff. I was like, wow, they're 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 uh, threading a needle there. It was good. Yeah, real good. So, yeah, <laughs> so awesome. So, all right, guys, I think that's an okay place to to wind down on. We're at about two and a half hours here, so it's super fun, super cool. So, guys, moving forward, as and I are going to be diving back into the books. Um, for those of you guys, we have all of our podcasts are here on YouTube as well. There's in playlists, mm-hmm. and we're working our way through the books. It's actually my first read through the books, and so it is treated as a first read. So there's nothing really spoilery. Um, but we're about to start. So like our a lot of the content you'll be seeing on the channel, we will still be covering season two and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. but a lot you will start beginning to see some book content as well here on the channel. And we're about to start book six, which is Lords of Chaos and Fires of Heaven. Let me tell you, it kind of left me like season eight. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. episode eight. Let's not episode. Well, yes. Yeah, same, yeah. <laughs> same thing. Really? Same thing, right? uh, <laughs> same thing. And so episode eight, that's kind of how I felt a little bit about Fires of Heaven. But man, I'm back into Lords of Chaos and just picks right back up. Yeah, it does. And I'm excited for that. So definitely, if you want to check that out and have some fun and and uh, we also do a segment, too, at the beginning of it where we do like our village council and we, we kind of talk about maybe show stuff, as Matt said, season two or even just uh, questions left over from season one. That would be kind of fun and maybe even explaining some things in the Wheel of Time that might matter, you know, objects and items and, and power and stuff and, and such. So we have uh, extra episodes over on Apple Premium, over on Patreon. If you guys want to support us and help us out there, we, we'd love you forever. Uh, a review on the podcast, comments on the videos helps. It's great. Uh, liking, subscribing, all that stuff. You guys are freaking awesome. And. Yeah, man, we cannot wait to kind of continue um, with the book club. That would be exciting. Matt's already into the prologue and he's enjoying it. So, oh, I'm in like I'm at like chapter five. It's freaking. Are awesome. you? Are you good? Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, this book's good. Like, see, book like I I love and I've loved the first four books. I I really liked. Um, yeah. And then five kind of took it down, and then six I'm way back up. So yeah. nice. nice, awesome, awesome guys. So all right, guys. With that, as always, thank you for listening or watching here on youtube we always appreciate it we will see you next time and remember that the grave is no bar to our call When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. 
Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.